Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two of episode 196. You've probably heard part one. Part two is a bit longer. It's where we really get weepy and emotional. Um, so I won't ramble on too much because you've heard part one. You know it's bolted by Speech of Edinburgh Records. You know I'm going to try and guilt you into buying stuff from there because I give you a podcast for free every fucking week. Greedy shits. Um, and yeah, you know the subject is top five songs that make you cry. You heard us start to get emotional. Strap yourselves in, because this is, again, this is another one that's one of the most open and honest and laid bare podcasts I've done, and it's a beautiful thing. And again, big love for Chris and Stu for opening up as well. And I don't know, three blokes in a shed in Essex showing absolute comfort with the fact that we've got emotions and we cry sometimes. Um, and stuff like that. At the end, I'll wrap things up and I will tell you something I meant to mention in the podcast, but the I'll tell you a TV show that always makes me cry. And I try and dial it out if anyone else is in the room, but it always gets me, man. So yeah, for now, this is part two of episode 196 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Part two, guys, because it's right. it's hardcore listing. Um, welcome back to part two. Yes, of hardcore listing podcast. Exciting times. We are taking over Scrooby's Clips distraction pieces because we are one year old. That's yeah. hardcore listing's one year old. You know, you've been doing it for fucking ages. ages yeah. yeah, endless. Too long, some might say. Too fucking yeah. long. Time to Absolutely. wrap it up, mate. Exactly. Um, thanks for coming back and listening to part two. Yes. I suspect people are looking forward to um, more misery. Yeah, more misery. We were starting to break up at the end there. Yeah. On I felt on on two little boys yeah. on your last yeah. one as well, yes. the one about not not ruining yeah. your kids' lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and on yeah. on Chili Peppers, I think that was, yeah. and that's that's number four for each yep. of us. Oh, dear. So this is going to get scary stuff, isn't it? So, so if you haven't listened to part one you and, and you've just come to part two, then yeah. it makes no sense. Yeah. Go yeah. back and listen to part one if you haven't got time and you're you're already balls deep in this. Hardcore listing is a podcast that Chris and I do, mm-hmm. and we do. Talk Top fives. So we get a guest to pick a topic and then pick five points from five down to one. What sort of top fives and guests have we had on We have five? had Gail Porter doing, uh, who's a lot of them have been previous guests on yours as Her well. Her one was so, amazing though. Her, um, hers was like top five awkward interviews or something, yeah. right? Yeah. She talks about right. interviewing De Niro, DiCaprio. John Travolta. John Travolta was yeah. my favourite. That's one of my favourite She stories. ends up singing You're the One That I Want with <laughs> yeah. John Travolta. Because um, the, the the beautiful part is there, because she, she, she's on a press junket. Yeah. She'd been signed up to do it before she'd seen the film. She saw the film and thought it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> so didn't know what to do. Ends yeah. up singing You're the One That I Want. But had played <laughs> Sandy <laughs> in a school play and knew the words, uh, mentioned it to him and sang Brilliant. the song. Um, um, we've also had people like, so though they're from personal experiences, but a lot of the other top fives are things that everyone can relate to, like top five uh, rubbish TV dinners that yeah. are actually great. That was that Andy Ellis. Yeah, I'm only smashed and, it. And, and Tommy on the podcast. Oh, mate, oh, great shout. Uh, Tommy yeah. Turgoose, because they're launching a podcast, hopefully. So oh, I'm going to have them on yeah. just before it launches. And, uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah, that'll be great. But yeah, so there's loads there. And, and if you've, you know, how many guests have we had that have been on yours? Brett Goldstein. A fair few. Brett, Gal, Huey Morgan. Oh, Huey Morgan. Mm-hmm. 
can't think. We've got some more coming Ed up. Scrine. Ed Scrine. We've, we've got a truckload who aren't as well. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Block Party. Uh, yeah. God, no. oh, Mike Joyce from the Oh, that's Smiths. where you guys excel is, yeah. is the indie bands. Yeah. So yeah, Block Party, dudes from Blue Tones. Maccabees. Oh, you've Maccabees. had, you had, Hugo, I had on, you go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's, if, you, if you like your, your indie bands, we have Frank Bruno on. Um, yeah, we've had Brad Pickett, UFC. Sort yeah. of British ledge and different comedians as well. So yeah. come give us a listen. That's over on Acast Hardcore Listing. Ju- Jordan Gray, are you bad on? Who was one of the best on mine as well. Yeah, real, she was great. It's one that's often picked as a favourite. by, yep. by the people. Absolutely. Very multi-talented. But we're doing top five songs that make <coughs> you cry because we're what losers. And in the honour of uh, Jim Bowen's passing, I believe we are in three. Yes. So m- mine. It's a similar one to what's. Jew was saying about the one that just, just he hadn't heard and then it hit him in the car. Yeah. I was working in HMV and I still rate HMV as the best place for extending my musical knowledge. Okay. Because particularly at that point, you had a guy who worked in the jazz section who knew about jazz. You had a guy, you had Mutt who was, who was running the hip hop section. Yeah. Knew about hip hop. So you'd have people to recommend stuff, not just the stuff you know. And I had a Gil Scott Heron album on. Oh, um, mate. Uh, and, and Pieces of a Man came on and I was working in the stock room and genuinely it, f- it froze me okay. I, I genuinely was just still and I'm I'm, I'm just, just going to play the opening bit of piano from it because you'll just see from the piano it's just oh and at this point I was just like alright and then just and again, I won't play loads of it because we can't play songs, but this is what I'm saying as well about a song that... I've never heard that. I can't relate. Mate, mate it'll so kill good. you. So it's a song about... What's it called? It's called Pieces, Pieces of a Man. Of a man. Right. Um, and it's about his dad and his dad being a black man in America at a time when jobs were scarce and his dad uh, uh, losing his job. So it starts, the chorus is about his, his grandma sweeping up pieces of a man. Um, so it's jagged jigsaw pieces tossed about the room. I saw my grandma sweeping with her old straw broom. As she, she didn't know what she was doing, she could hardly understand that she was really sweeping up pieces of a man. And I might actually go through all the lyrics on this. So he then, he, he then gets to the first verse and he said... Um, I saw my daddy greet the mailman, and I heard the mailman say, "And, and now, don't you t- you take this letter to uh, to heart now, uh, Jimmy? Because they have laid off nine others today." He didn't know what he was saying. He could hardly understand that he was only talking to a, a, a pieces of a man. And then it, it goes on, and it's got yeah, it moves on into the bit where it's saying, "A pieces of that that letter were tossed about the room, and now I hear the sounds of sirens." come knifing through the gloom but they don't know what they are doing they can hardly understand they're only arresting pieces of a man and it's just the most heartbreaking beautiful story of his dad getting a letter saying he's been sacked tearing it up and going out and getting in trouble and getting arrested and and the beauty of that whole the the beauty of you never know what someone else is going through and that's what it really strikes me. This is yeah. grandma is just sweeping up some paper, but mm. that's pieces of his dad because mm. that paper has just destroyed his dad's yeah. life. The police are arresting some black man in the street that's acting up, but they're arresting pieces of 
yeah. who that black man was yeah. an hour ago. Because when he had a job and he was providing for his family, he was a different person. And it's just amazing. It just goes on to him singing. He was always a, a, such a good man. He was always such a strong, strong man. And, mate, does it tear me apart. Um, it's an interesting because it's about their dad. And the first time I had tears on the podcast, I think, was was when I had my dad on and we talked about when he sat us down to say that he was moving out. And the reason it was heartbreaking was because my dad was crying. And at that point, at 14 or 15 or 16 or whatever, I've never seen my dad cry. Mm. The, 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 that's your dad. That's a superhero. That's yeah, the, yeah. the icon. So to see him feeling like he'd let us all down, he'd failed, exactly yeah. what well, yeah. you were saying about a family thing. And in in the end, it's, the reason I did the podcast was because he hadn't. And it turned out for the best. And my yeah. my upbringing would have been far worse if they'd stayed together. Because <clears throat> yeah. there would have been arguments and all this kind of thing. So I guess, although I can't relate to that, that might be what hit me on this part of the story, was right. that, 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 that falling apart of the, the mythical figure of your father and yeah. the revelation that it's just a human. It's another human yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's that's... Got, got weaknesses and skin and bone and mm. is yeah is 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 fallible has got faults f- and all that and yeah it rips me apart and it's those minor calls that are just it's just yeah. him and the piano and the bass that's all that's ever in there and it's just that you, you oh, it's um, heartbreaking. it is and you played me that when we did our kindness of strangers tour that was mm. uh, one of your mixtapes yeah and it because that it's was one just that after I, I left remember. H&B, right? Yeah, man. Because that would have been. I was in H&B, yeah. and then we, I left to do music, and you came on the road with me. And, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful song. It's so slow as well yeah. and delicate. It doesn't rush a single second of it. Even when mm-hmm. it picks up and it's emotional, it's still heart-wrenching emotion. Yeah. Beautiful. So, though, it's a nice shout. Yeah. Um, Stu. Um, I'm still switching them about. I've got two. By Billy Bragg in my five, right, and it would make sense to do the one about parents, but no, no, I'm going to do this one, um, and it's more how I interpret this is kind of approaching that kind of middle age and realizing maybe that you're you're not going to be setting fire to the world, right? And you're not going, right. to, you know, you you maybe you've said all you've got to say, mate. It's a heartbreaking <laughs> and. Uh, and right. and and so and then you're left with what should be most important, which is your wife and your yeah. children. And so it's a song called "Brick Bat" by Billy Bragg. I think it was on the album William Bloke, which is one of his right. sort of I say recent albums, probably tail end of the, the, the sort of early early two thousands. Mm. And uh, and it's just as, as Billy does so well, just kind of kind of every day in, in his approach to a lot of it as well. But the, the yeah, there's a killer line that does me, but um, I ought to leave enough hot water for your morning bath that I'd not thought I. Hate to hear you talk that way. I can't bring myself to some. Sorry. The past is always knocking incessant, trying to break through into the present. We have to work to keep it out, and I won't be the first to share. It's over. And this line mm. here. I used to want to plant bombs at the last night of the proms, but now you'll find me with a baby in the bathroom with the big shell listening for the sound of the sea. Oh, man. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. I steal a kiss from you in the supermarket. I walk you down the aisle, you fill my basket. 
and through it all the stick I take, it's worth it for the love we make. And then repeat, I used to want to plant bombs at the last night of the proms. Yeah. And yeah, I just fucking love it. I, I think Billy Braggy's and and the, 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 the last the last verse, I stayed in bed alone uncertain. Then I met you, you drew the curtains. The sun came up, the trees began to sing and light shone in on everything. I love you. The sun came up, the trees began to sing and the light shone in on everything. I love you. And like, and I just think he's just, I know everybody thinks Billy is very political in his songwriting, which he is. He talks about that. Oh, when I had him on the podcast, he's like, I'm not. But I've he, written a few, I wrote one political album. Yeah. I write a love songs. And he fucking hell. I mean, I could have thrown Valentine's Days over in there because that busts me up. He's wrote so many fucking songs, and and yeah, and it, it's, it's it's there's such a beautiful irony in th- people thinking he's he writes just political songs, and yeah. him thinking he just writes love songs. When his biggest song has the chorus of "I don't want to change the world," yeah. I'm not mm. looking for New England, yeah. I'm just mm. looking for another girl. Yeah, mm. it fucking it sums mm. it up perfectly. It's like yeah. he's not trying to change everything, he's not trying to solve everything, but yeah, and it, I think he's a great one. Yeah. I f- for us, it was a massive influence on me because it was someone with our accent yeah. singing. Yeah. And I've not really heard that. It's kind of, in general, people sung like Americans or yeah. people sung, you know, it was weird. He's, 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 he writes about the A13. Yeah. And he, he's, he's, he's one of us. He, he, he just was one of them acts that, uh, it was, the first song I ever heard by him was one, um, cause she's got a new spell. And I, I, my mate done me a tape and he had that on it. And I went back to him and said, look, what is that album? And it's got the tracks rotting on remand, waiting for the great leap forwards. Valentine's day is over. And every song on that album, it was just one of the ones where I play it in my car. My mates would be like, what the fuck's the story with this skeezer's voice? And I'm like, well, he sounds like us for, for yeah, starters. Yeah, this Do you know what I mean? Thing. And not everybody likes his voice. Yeah. Um, I adore, I adore it, it. Yeah. and like, and it, and it, uh, yeah, and I won't bang on about him too much because like I say he does feature again. So, I've uh, been I've been lucky enough to get to a point where where Billy's a mate, and yeah. that I don't because of the tour that we did, Chris. I don't I never got particularly nervous going on stage because I started off on street corners mm. of, to people, particularly if you remember in Manchester, who yeah. did not want to hear me. <laughs> so yeah. going on stage to people who do want to hear me, it's like this is cool. Yeah. The the one time I was nervous after years and years of doing it was in Soundcheck when m- me and Dan were doing our last tour and we did Coco and Billy Bragg was doing New England with us. Yeah. And he was doing the first verse. I think Itch was doing the second verse and I was doing the third verse. And it's like, it wasn't until it was about to start, I was like, I've got to sing a Billy verse? Bragg song. Um, I saw you two shooting stars. Now that's the second, isn't it? I did the second then. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, I saw two shooting stars last night. I wished yeah. on them and they were only satellites. Yeah. Oh, mate, and it just, I know, no, that's, uh, uh, we didn't do New, uh, New England, uh, we did t- uh, To Have and To Have Not. Oh, no. Nice. And the reason I did that is because in Get Better, I quote a Billy Bragg. Yeah. I say, uh, the system has failed, you don't foul yourself. Yeah. So I did mm. the verse that has that line in. Right. Just as a, to say to all the crowd, because I get complimented for that lyric all the time. Yeah. Even though in the song I say, as, as Billy said, if you yeah. have or you have not wealth, the yeah. system has failed, you don't foul yeah. yourself. People are always like, that's such a good lyric. So, it's Billy's, it's yeah. Billy, and that's the reason yeah. we, we had them up then. We, we went straight from that in to get better. And yeah, it just meant the world. As we're on Billy at this moment, on your live podcast, I played 
this video, but I've not played it on mine, so that's 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 the only a place it's been heard. But, yeah. but Billy Bragg did. So, oh my god, daughter Lola, as you guys know, at the age of five, I think it was, Billy Bragg became her favourite singer. Yeah, because Warren <laughs> and Amy had put it on in the car a lot, and it got to yeah. point that, she, that, she, that she'd, uh, she'd request Billy. And I told Billy this, and he did me a little video f- for her birthday. Um, and again, it just shows it's fucking it's Essex blokes, and it's yeah. just so lovely and friendly. So I'll play that, and it might. Have me, have me, oh, well enough as well, but yeah. I don't want to change the world. I'm not looking for a new England. Just looking for another girl. I don't want to change the world. I just want to say happy birthday to Lola. Happy birthday from Billy Bragg. Happy birthday, Lola. Sorry I couldn't be there to play at your party, but... Watching this video anyway through Uncle Scooby. Happy birthday! Amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. such a dude, isn't he? And again, I love that kind of shit. I love yeah. that humbleness of it. Because again, to us, he's Billy fucking Bragg. Yeah. And to him, it's just ah, oh, it's just yeah. Just I'm just Bill, and I. It's just yeah. Bill. I love it. Beautiful. Oh, what's your number three, Chris? Um, right. I'm taking over. I've had a few drinks. Oh, no, I was just about to say, excuse me. <laughs> Rambling on, I've got this thing in my phone. I've got this thing. Have a look no, at this. Have a look at this. It's, it's lovely, man. Um, uh, my uh, number three, "Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny," Blood Hunt Gang. <laughs> That's our song. <laughs> um, inherited scars, uh, Sage Francis. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sh- do you? I don't. You probably haven't heard this song, but this is a song that so. When I came back from university and Pip had, um, I'd come back with a first class honours degree in economics. <laughs> really? I'd won, yeah, I'd won awards and stuff. Have uh, I not mentioned, have I I not mentioned that? So. No, so way so. after I'd got a black belt and stuff like that. So, and um, <laughs> basically, you were dis- had been discovering new hip hop and stuff like that along, along that along that run when I was uh, still again, at uni. Again, to be clear, are we both... I went to uni at the same time. Yeah. Chris got, you know, a degree, and I dropped out to find new hip hop. <laughs> essentially, yeah, yeah, but, you know. yeah. so I dropped out. I was like, I'm going to go. You keep doing that. I'm going to go and find some new hip hop. I'll see you in a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, and then we'll get we'll get back together. Of course, we still used to hang out, but obviously, um, uh, yeah, you you were working at HMV, yeah. and um, and when I came back, I shrewdly with that first went and worked at a steakhouse, and um, I remember you starting to expose me to. Um, Oh. New hip hop, oh. and um, and this song "Inherited Scars" by Sage Francis was the song that redefined for me what hip hop is and what hip hop could be. Um, from something that could be a bit more braggadocio and stuff like that, you know, what, what? braggadocio and and you know all that sort of like battle rapping and and, and yeah. stuff like that. And you know, I grew up on things like NWA or, or predominantly more Cypress Hill was my first. And Onyx. Love and Onyx. Um, and so you sort of like, oh, give this guy a try. And he's just, the lyrics in any of Sage's songs, are, he's just so clever with his wordplay that mm. you, you might listen to him three or four times and you're still not really, you tip of the iceberg on what you're actually absorbing and you get more and more out of it every time. Um, this song, I remember actually texting you, I was actually at work at that steakhouse and I was like, that yeah. song just made me cry. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't expect that from a hip-hop song. Yeah. And again, weirdly, this is another song that isn't about 
I could have done a top five of um, poor me's. Yeah. Of like things that really trigger me in ways. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could, I could have just done them all for J- Jamie's passing, you know, yeah, songs yeah, that yeah. absolutely cripple me. I'm like, well, I didn't want to do that. So I thought, what, what is unique? And this song gets me every time. And the funny thing is, this is a song, again, what the point I'm trying to say is, it's not got anything to do with me, this. This is yeah. a song about Sage and his sister. And um, Inherited Scars is really sort of like r- recounting. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it's just a story. I've never looked into it. That's an even crazy thing. So mm. I don't know if it's true. It feels like it's, he's earnest and, and genuine in it. But it's a st- Inherited Scars is she shows him that she's been self-harming effectively. Mm. And um, for a song that's, again, not about you, to destroy you and cripple you just because of the lyrics that he uses and the metaphors and the, the layers of it, it's just a lot. It's got one of the most insane choruses and there's, there's so many words in it. I mean, it's so beautifully well-constructed. And, and because he wraps this whole thing quite fast... Normally with a song, it's the absolute opposite of Pieces of a Man, which has got such a slow delivery that you've got time to digest and um, savour those words. Inherited Scars is the absolute opposite, and it's it's line after line after line, wave after wave of emotional depth. Um, And it kills me, the fact he's he's, he's rapping so earnestly about his sister and how he he wishes he could be there... Uh, for her and her to stop doing that. So I'll I'll, I'll tell you that I'll try and read you the chorus if you'll bear with me. (laughs) If I could have been there from the beginning, if I could be there right now, if I could promise to be there when you need me, would it raise an eyebrow? How would your body be different if I still dropped by for visits? Is it my place to put a smile on your face? Could I erase your body language telling you it's all been said before or exchange the words you wrote exchanging your scars for my metaphors? I'd add them to my collection while smiling. Next time you want to paint with razor blades and need a canvas, use my skin. Yeah, it just it just kills me, man. It is it is beautiful. Um, and there's just so many. There's all sorts of different wordplay in there. Um, I didn't tell anyone what I'd seen or heard that day. Mum's the word. Still, I'm scared to plant ideas in your head while your rebellious side is fertile. Hurdles are getting knocked down. I'm running a losing race. Your legs aren't the only ones marked up. How many dreams have you chased? If I could have said this to your face, maybe you wouldn't have. I wouldn't have to write it like I do. Except I use a pa- I use paper now instead of my body now. It's something you might want to try too. From haikus to horror stories, it's something in the blood that we share. Something in our blood that appears on the surface of our skin when we bring it there. Oh, it just it just and gets me. And it's beautiful because the delivery, the way it's kind of sung in places and yeah. wrapped in places, it's. As I think you've nailed it in saying it's the opposite of Pieces of a Man in that it's almost throwing it away yeah. and then you have to pay attention and go, oh shit, this is yeah. amazing. S- S- Sage, without a doubt, changed my life 100%. Yeah. That is the MC that I heard and went, oh wow. Because he was the first person I heard that had that openness and honesty, mm-hmm. told these stories and poured it all on the line. We'd both uh, listened to rap for years, but it was, even if there was honesty in the rap, it was honesty about how bad you are and how many people yeah. you've killed and what you've done and things like that. This Sorry. was unbelievable. This is also something you should be aware of with uh, Hardcore Listening. Chris's phone will go off on every episode. <laughs> and Stu will be eating crisps and there will be squeaky seats. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, exactly that. And it, it, it I honestly did, did think it's the catalyst for everything. <laughs> it sounds overdramatic and it's weird because Sage is a mate now, but it's the catalyst for everything that's happened in my life since hearing them records. Because when... I first saw Sage, 
I went to see Sage recently on a tour where he was promoting an album that I've put out on my label, and I went with Amy Ballman, who we all know, who's the, the mother of my of my good daughter, and she said the last time I saw Sage with you was 15 years ago, and I didn't even realise that, yeah. but I dragged her along 15 years ago to see Sage before I'd written a single line in my life, and to go again the next time with Amy, and it's promoting the thing that's on my label. There's, oh, it's, it's mind-blowing. But, yeah, completely. His lyrics and openness and intricacies, just there's a countless amount. But a, a, a life is, is just a lie with an F in it. Death is definite. Just just things like that are just pretty incredible. Just insane. And there's so many throughout. For yeah. me, it was um, a rewrite. It was yeah. the one. That yeah, was the yeah, first yeah, one yeah. that I learned backwards mm-hmm. and forwards. And yeah. it's that's, funny. On, that's on personal journals as well, though. Is that it? was before personal oh, journals. It was on the mixtape, the Sigurd ah, okay. Waiting mixtape. Ah, okay. And on personal journals, um, I played Connect the Dots with your beauty spots and made picture perfect sheet music. And just all of that is just the most beautiful. In fact, that's called Doctor Feel Nothing. So it's close yeah. to your Doctor Feel Good. <laughs> um, and Stu's t- a, a, a t- a taken a photo with half of his head out of it. That's also a hardcore listing that, tradition. He does love doing that. <laughs> you will cut off half a Stu's meathead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, c- c- completely. Sage, I think anyone who's into Sage could pick numerous songs yeah. that, on this list that would be the ones that just rip them apart. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, he's, he, 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 he redefined it. I mean, there was a few other rappers at the time. Saul Williams, Aesop, in ways, yeah. in other ways. But atmosphere. Sage was, yeah, atmosphere, definitely. I mean, you could... Yeah, they they were my special There's mentions. There, um, yeah. But that that one song changed hip hop for me. Yeah. And as you say, it changed it changed it changed your whole course really. Yeah. I remember you even realizing and saying to me um, that you you know you could just get you know well I, well I don't have to rely on anyone. I can I can make this beat on a CD. I can play that and then I, and I can just and that rap was, over it. And, and that, that was, was it. I didn't from, have to rely on anyone. Yeah, that was from the first time I saw Sage. He yeah. was selling his own CDs. The gig was him. Standing on a chair in the middle of the room and rapping, and it was like, "Oh shit, I can just do all this myself. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be anything else." And that's people give me love all the time for the fact that every gig we ever did, I ran the merch booth. Yeah, that's because that's and that's that's how I learned that. to do it and, off stage. That's what I saw, and that was pretty much Billy Bragg. Yeah, oh, completely. Yeah, you know, he went out doing with, all with, himself with, with a backpack with two speakers popping out the top and an electric guitar, and and that was yeah. it. He'd done it all himself. Yeah. When we supported Billy Bragg, which is the first time we met him, and one of the hardest gigs to ever do, because a Billy Bragg crowd doesn't know what's going on if you've got a laptop on stage yeah. and a mic. It's But then we got through it and won him over, and it was great. And then we sat down and watched Billy's gig. And you know me. I like to leave places early and get home early. And I thought, I'll watch a bit, and then we'll <laughs> chip off. Oh, we've got another gig tomorrow. Yeah. I stayed for two hours, just Billy Bragg and a guitar. Yeah. And that was it. And it just held me. Yeah. It wasn't, there, there wasn't a chance of leaving. There was no big band. And we'd always been told as a twosome, you, you're getting bigger. You need to start to add stuff. You need to add a live band. Yeah. You need to add this or that. And the, the point that we always had was Billy. Yeah. He's played the biggest stages of them all, just mm. him and a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Just quickly, talking about Sage and yeah. rap. Like because that inspired you, you nearly came into this top five. Right. Like you're, you're. Oh god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, um, you didn't come no. anywhere near mine. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> in what sense? <laughs> um, you nearly did, and um, I, I did. I did 
some like struggle with deciding whether or not to put you in my top five because I have shared tears of pride and joy for you, mate, and your career. <laughs> Hold on. And um, but actually, my favourite song, of yours, is um, it's a bit like Sage in a sense. I just felt it was so deep that it's just amazing. It came from one of my mates, and you developed into an artist that was just really thinking things through really well. Oh God, I'm gonna cry. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it's it's broken promise. Yeah. And your lyrics in that, I get upset talking about it, mm. but I don't get that te- so teary when I hear that song because I'm t- every time I listen to it, I'm thinking so much yeah. because I think what you've written there is so deep and so brilliant and it's very personal, mate. I just think it's an amazing job. And so I nearly put that in there, mate. And that's but- a beautiful thing because that, that and you will see me are both songs that I wrote when we thought the album was done. And then one more beat came through and wrote it in one session. And the reason that's... It's weird. That's, you, you will see me by far my favourite. And that's it. It's, it's those those last minute things. But are one of of Sage's biggest songs, and one that makes me cry and could have... It's in my honourable mentions, is The Best of Times. Right. And that was one where he'd got... The guy who produced the soundtrack for Amelie hit him up saying, <laughs> I've got a beat for you. Can you come down and sing yeah. over it? Or rap over it? And he wrote it on the train journey there. And it's... Probably his biggest song. Yeah. It's the one that got played on Radio One. It's the one that it was, and that was like t- t- ten years into his career. He had this song that came out of nowhere and just blew everyone away. And it was because he didn't have that time to self-edit, to overthink. It was just let's write it all out. And Broken, I, I promise, is an example of that. I wrote that all in one in one sitting, and it just kind of yeah. I oh, mate, that's even more impressive. It clicked. Is it your two? Huh? Yeah, it's number two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've lost me away then. I'm um, just actually trying it's to just age, mate. It's just age. It's just age. Just a few lyrics from Broken Promises. Yeah. Oh, dear. Hold on. Sorry. Dead air. Um, <laughs> Again, if you listen to Hardcore Listing, <laughs> I wasn't cursed with the dark side. I was just normal, average, regular, nothing special. I'm telling you, just being human makes you both God and the Devil's clear replica. I've had my emotions crushed and maybe crushed a few along the way. And at that time, I meant every single word I would say. Every word of love and every word of hate. Every time I would adore and every time I'd berate. But time passes and sometimes those emotions fade, making lies of both the threats and the promises made. It's just genius, mate. I think you... um, I'd give you five out of five for that one. Thank you very much. And that's... uh... A Warren Borg on that, just just playing the guitar. Oh, it was nice. He's he's product that that is fucking amazing. That the development. That's of that what's song. cool. It's cool that that song did become a, a favourite of the crowds and that because that was one of the few that didn't have any involvement from anyone else. It was yeah. just me and Warren, and that was it. Everything else, either that the, there was a Zane Lowe beat. There's some mm-hmm. Travis Barker drums. Danny Lana, Steve Mason, all these big. So it's quite cool that me and my mate, who I fell in love with his band, mm. who only ever made it to a, a local level, I shouted yeah. gun, yeah. that one of the highlights on the record that got me in the top top four and wherever else was just me and my mate just, yeah. just knocking this out. So yeah, that's cool. Good stuff. So we are into... Yes. Speaking of mates, it's going to get emotional oh, for me. God. So this was the one that... I heard mentioned on your podcast on Hardcore Listing, and I listened to it, and it made me cry. And it's 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 Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Right. And as a song in general, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there's a specific moment where it made me cry so much, <sighs> I had to 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 run away 
literally. <laughs> and I'll tell a bit of a story and try not to, to well up t- t- uh, t- uh, too much. So on in my living room, I've got a photo by a mutual friend, Tom, who's been on the podcast. Um, and it's of me, Tom and Jamie um, at Reading a festival anyone who knows a, a reading festival in the 2000s kind of era you, you'll know that foo fighters were always f- fucking there every year on one stage or another and we went there th- that year with jay obviously we didn't know he wasn't going to be there at <laughs> the next year and i remember w- I- I watching foo fighters and it was amazing the next year jamie had passed earlier in the year um in april end of april mm-hmm. um and I was then there in, in, in August, as it is, with m- my girlfriend at the time. And I'm watching a f- a Foo Fighters, j- just enjoying myself. And then Everlong started. And I started to get kind of a twinge of, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, and then it gets to the chorus of, I wonder, when I sing, <laughs> I'm willing enough already, <laughs> when I sing along with you. If everything could ever f- f- feel this real forever, if everything could ever uh, be this good again, fucking hell, look at this. It's, it's, and the it's, fact that last year I was singing along with my mate Jay, and that yeah. song is about singing along with you, and I literally, I tapped my girlfriend and said, I've just got to go to the toilet. And I walked off and it was raining, and I just walked off with tears flooding down my fucking face. And when I heard that on your podcast, I put it on. And as I said, I went home and listened to it five times in my living room and cried happy f- <laughs> fucking tears. Because yeah. it was amazing. And it was just, as I said, it's those songs that... What's the line? Promise. The only thing I'll ever ask is of you. You've you, 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 you got to promise not to stop when I say when. And Fucking brilliant. Uh, our mate Jay, yeah. he took his life. He chose to stop. Yeah. And fucking hell... That just destroyed me. Yeah. And But again, it's beautiful tears now. I've spoken before about how every year, uh, uh, me and Chris, right, on his birthday, yeah. he, t- he took his life on his birthday, and we go round to Jay's parents, and we sit there with um, Babette and Errol, and, and his brother Dave, and his sister and everyone, and we just have a beautiful time, and we uh, reminisce, and it's, it's my favourite day of the year. Yeah. It's a beautiful reminiscing. It is sad, but it's a beautiful sad. There will be tears, but they're happy fucking tears. Yeah, of course. Because it's remembering... And that was, uh, uh, was that one? I mean, even w- without that, it's a fucking perfect song. Yeah, that yeah. the build of it yeah. and, and and the repeating of that and ah, oh, it's, it's so it, good. It, it, if you... and it's not about that. It's clearly about a love song. Yeah. The breathe out, yeah, 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 yeah. I can breathe you in, hold yeah, you in, all yeah. this kind of thing. It's about love. But did you I've, love Jay? Oh, <laughs> that's it. I've, I've thought how many times I'm, I've never really written any happy, cheery love songs, yeah. but I've always thought. If I ever do, it will probably actually be a song about my mates. Yeah. But yeah. It's disguised as a love song because everything, half the love songs that you can hear, as long as there's no kissing or dirty stuff involved, yeah, um, I can relate that to my friends. Yeah. And I, I've always thought maybe that's the way I'll be comfortable enough to write a love song yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's having that, just just, just just a writing of the love of, of of my friends. And yeah, it just, just yeah, it was that, it was that moment of, the the weird serendipity of it being about singing along with someone and if it could feel that good forever and yeah. if it ever feel that good again when literally that time last year I was singing along yeah. with my mate who's 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 not here anymore and fucking hell it destroyed me yeah. but again 
at the time it destroyed me in, I was embarrassed. Yeah. I was like, oh, I need to hide from, and my girlfriend didn't know that I cried. Yeah. I, I went off to the toilet. Yeah. yeah. I gathered myself and then I came back. But now it's something I choose to put myself through. I'll pop yeah. it on and have a good cry because yeah. it's lovely. I'll think of Jay. I'll yeah. think of my mates. I'll think of memories at festivals. I'll think of all of it and I'll choose yeah. to do that. Yeah. Whereas at the time it caught me fucking off guard. Yeah. I'm there. I've done and my first ever pill and gone and watch the streets. Yeah. It didn't really kick in. The, the pill, streets the or, the pill or the streets, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They weren't great live at that yeah. point. So, yeah, joking about... And I was, all, I was there with my missus at the time, so it was all, yeah. yeah. Not that I'd forgotten about Jay, but yeah. this was a festival. It was drugs yeah, and birds yeah. and booze. Yeah, and, but it's, it, that's and the then thing. that just went, excuse me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got your fucking heart. And that, <laughs> and that will magnify... The fact that you're so far the other way will magnify that so yeah. much yeah. as well when it throws yeah, you back. Yeah, the position. And being at a festival, like you say, a festival that you was attending... With him the year before, it's a bit of a fucking... And as, you, yeah. as Stu said earlier, a bit hungover, a bit, yeah. you've not yeah. slept much, yeah, all this, to then be yeah, like, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But reading, reading it out then, I couldn't yeah. get it, that it, out properly without... Because it's nah. just... I'm, I'm no massive Foo Fighters fan. I fucking love that song. It's a beautiful it pain. Song. And, and yeah, yeah. It's got a it, sniffling going on in yeah, the room. When, right when, you see them, when you see them live and they play that, yeah, yeah. there's a version of them doing it at, I think it was Live 8. Yeah, I think it's called Live Eight. It, it's just, it's just fucking brilliant. The, the breakdown and they build it up, yeah. Yeah. and it rocks, Yeah, it's 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 a cracking. That track. was the last Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters record I thought I got. I think yeah. I, I I really like that whole that whole record. I thought it was yeah, quite colour and shape, fucking that. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. That's got really my good. hero on it, which is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. It's, actually, it's one of those records I've never gone back to much because um, I discovered it with a girl. Uh, right, it was one yeah. of those ones, yeah. and then it was kind of like it. Kind of, I don't know. Like I just never gone back to it since then because it does make. It was one of those ones where I really did love her. Well, she love her, but I was a bit. I don't have that. Yeah, Do you no, not have it, it at all? Anytime any mate of mine plays a Karen Crow song, <laughs> I'm like. So which relationship was yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Does this this Jones, relate to? Because yeah. I've got that all Counting Crows albums. Yeah. It relates to a particular relationship, yeah. and again. I'm now at a point where I'm so over any of them relationships yeah. that I yeah, love it. Yeah. I've got yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of Counting Crows songs yeah. and a couple mm. of Third Eye Blind songs on yeah. my phone that yeah. at a time, yeah. Yeah. they crippled me to listen to because they broke my heart. But um, <laughs> now it's like, oh, mate, yeah, remember yeah, yeah. being yeah, yeah. a teenager and thinking that was a big deal. I'm going to have yeah. to try and listen. It's that, it's yeah, that yeah, beauty of thinking yeah. how much it crippled yeah, you at the time yeah, and now yeah. how irrelevant it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with no disrespect to anyone involved, but listen now again. Oh, this is yeah, funny. Yeah, funny. How funny it is to be a teenager. Yeah. Let's jump in my car. Let's go Sullivan Street. Yeah. It's fucking. <laughs> it's raining in Belmore. <laughs> so over to you, Stu. Um, I'm going to go for the first song that ever made me cry. Um, and it, it it could be one or two. Um, it could Happy be birthday. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I was one years old. It really shocked me. Um, <laughs> Didn't know what was going on. Everyone, we, all, all the grown-ups were shouting at me. holding fire in my face. <laughs> all the grown-ups were shouting at me, thrusting a flame towards me. Um, so I had two songs growing up that, that I, re- I can vividly remember hearing for the first time and crying. And one was the Kids from Fame um, singing <laughs> a, a track called Star Maker, right. um, which was in an episode of Fame where uh, one of the camera guys in it uh, w- 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 was terminally ill and, and was leaving the show. Mm. And so they, they wrote it into the script and the kids from Fame sung this, this really sad song. And, uh, and, I, remember thi- and it, it, I remember watching the episode of Fame when I was probably about 10 and bawling my eyes out watching really? it. Really? 
But also in 86, so I was... Do you want to make a joke? <laughs> I literally sat forward to cane you then. Um, 36? So I, I, was, I was 13. And it was live eight. And uh, I just remember hearing, and, and the visual representation was, Bowie come on and said something. Oh, right, um, yeah. And then, like, the cars come on. And, like, and it's... It's sombre as fuck, mm. and and it's. I think it's. A, I think it's a lovely record. It's, yeah, it's, it's been beautiful. played to death, like because it is one of them kind of. It, 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 it's a heartbreaker mm. to me. It's sung as if it's someone who sort of don't think they need any people in their life, and right. uh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I feel like songwriters kind of questioning this belief and saying that everyone sort of needs people to. To, to sort of get through life, mm. yeah, and sort of needs to be picked up and ultimately driven home. Obviously, not literally driven home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and just just who's going to tell you when it's too late? Who's going to tell you when things aren't so great? You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. Who's going to drive you home tonight? Who's going to pick you up when you fall? Who's going to hang it up when you call? Who's going to pay attention to your dreams? Who's going to plug their ears when you scream? You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. Who's going to drive you home tonight? Who's going to hold you down when you shake? Who's going to come around when you break? And like, I just think it was just one of them songs. It was used in Live Aid when they showed three minutes of famine. Mate, and that, that pulls mm. you apart anyway. Mm. And, and, it, and it was just soundtracked by that. And it was the first time that... Obviously, that the images I was seeing was really fucking horrific. Pretty strong, yeah. but it was the sound, yeah, and it was that song that I've since listened to that, mm-hmm. and it's made me cry, yeah. And I, and because it was instilled in me, the first time I saw it, I, I associate that with being upset. Yeah, I think it's a really fucking well written song. Yeah. Mm. and I don't really like anything else by the Cars. They're not a band that I particularly think a lot of. But every now and again, I'm, I'm driving home and I'm flicking through the radio stations and I might swing past Smooth on Magic. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's on. And, yeah, and I, it's a beauty. And I fucking love it when yeah. it's on. And it, and it is particularly that line, who's going to pay attention to your dreams, who's going to plug their ears when you scream. And it, it just, yeah, I, I fucking love that song. And it, there's a million and one songs I like more than Drive By The Cars. But it, for me, when, we, when you said we were going to do songs that mm. made you cry. Yeah, yeah. It's the first song that I remember sitting there, and I remember sitting there watching Live Aid, and I see my aunt and I see my mum, and they were all crying. Yeah, and like, and because and that's it was- huge. It's them moments. I think there's there's nothing more people can hate on pop all they want. Yeah, and it can be a dirty word, but yeah. there's nothing more unifying yeah. in in a moment of sadness or whatever yeah. in the nation than than things like Live Aid when yeah. a pop song is done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mate, everyone just connects yeah. on it, and it's the most beautiful yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It shows the power of waiting as well, like the fact that it was a combination of things that now when you hear that song trigger that emotional yeah. response, yeah. and they, they talk a lot about that in uh, NLP, yeah. Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's a yeah. way that it's you trigger yeah. trigger people. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's just there. It's yeah. always going to be there with you. Yeah. And, yeah. um you know, I've, it can be any event yeah. that can do that to you. I've got an honourable mention that's that's that, that's come to mind as you, as you mentioned this. It's one. It's it's my favourite. a love song ever, okay. but it's a similar 
idea of that kind of thinking you're going to be you're all right on your own yeah. and you don't need anyone. Have you heard And Then I Met You by The Proclaimers? No. I really think The Proclaimers are one of the most underrated bands because yeah. everyone thinks of them as a kind of comedy band. And I went to see them thinking of them as a comedy band at South by Southwest. And in America, they don't think of them as a comedy band. They're, they've got albums and albums and they're story right. t- uh, t- tellers. And seeing them in that context... It was like watching Springsteen. Mm. Like, right. n- no exaggeration. And and then I'm, I met you. I'll just go over the opening bit. But it's that thing of a love song that... I'd never had a love song speak to me so, uh, so much. It says, I thought that I'd be happy, uh, going to be so happy, uh, living life alone and never sharing anything. I thought that I was was uh, f- uh, finished. I thought that I was complete. I thought that I was whole instead of being half of something. Um, I thought that I was gr- gr- growing, growing old and wiser, understanding... Oh, why this world holds nothing for my spirit. I thought that I was destined, destined to be nothing, destined to be nothing in this world, and then I met you. <laughs> and it's just the beautiful. Yeah. So I've, I'd never heard a love song that's going. Yeah. Being single is fucking brilliant. It's the best thing. Yeah. And then I met this person, and it took it away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Rather yeah. than just yeah, going, yeah. I'm so lost. Yeah. And yeah. then I found this wonderful thing. It's going. I was loving it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought, be, I'm not going to be in a relationship. Singledom is the way. Yeah. And then I met you. And the whole thing's like yeah. that. And it's just fucking, it's the first time I'd heard it last time. I was like, because again, as you two will both know, I'm big on being single. Yeah. At the moment, I'm not. But that's quite mm. an unusual yeah. F- yeah. F- f- thing for me. It's a, It was a risk to take on my part, Cunning, because I do, I am a believer at times that, yeah, singledom, that's probably the way, you know, mm. I think the traditional form of relationships is quite, it works for some, it doesn't yeah. for others. Mm. Yet the way we look at society is everyone should be in this way. You get, mm. get married, yeah, you course. have a kid, this yeah. and that. And that was the first time I'd heard a love song. And I'd never th- thought of, 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 of drive. Uh, oh gosh, but it's the same thing. It is, yeah. It's going, yeah, yeah. this is all good, but yeah, but <laughs> see that thing with the proclaimers to me, what you've just read out is beautiful. Mm. But for me, in my head, I just picture the mum going, boys, bath night. And they're both in the bath with the acoustics and they're just writing it on a Sunday night for school. <laughs> <laughs> and it's their, their comedy. Oh, sorry, I started playing it. Just, I just wanted to hear it in their comedy voice. Oh, it's on the album we let it to America on. Yeah. Pop Rate Tambourine. Pop Rate Tambourine. I'll just play the first little bit. Amazing and a Scottish accent sounds so fucking passionate as but well. But they're vo- yeah, they're such good vocalists and yeah. their harmonies and everything. And again, I genuinely wasn't until I stumbled upon them at South by Southwest. Weirdly, that they were on j- j- just before Third Eye Blind, who <laughs> I mentioned earlier. But yeah. I, got, I thought I'll go and see both. Yeah. And seeing them there, I was like, without the image of ah, oh, would what? Yeah. For, and all alternative clubs playing yeah. that, and everyone being drunk and joking yeah. and being yeah. without that, it was like, oh wow. They're amazing vo- vocalists. Yeah. They're telling stories. They're amazing with their instruments. They look the same. They look the same, which <laughs> is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that isn't even on my list. Over to you, Chris. Next. Um. Oh right. Okay. So, my number two is um, 
No limit to unlimited. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, right. Um, this is... I don't, it's tough to choose between two here. I keep wrestling. But this is one about Jamie's passing. And um, it, I don't think this song was played at his funeral. But, yeah. I. It's just a song that I reckon that if I... I, was, I, I was driving at the time. Mm-hmm. And it came on and I didn't really pick up on the fact that it was that song. But it was, um, and it's because it's a band that I've never really listened to beyond their, this one record, which mm. was Stereophonics, Word Gets Around. Right. And um, Jay was a big fan of that album. Um, we were really sort of just discovering getting into music at that time. And that was around the time of V97, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, so, um, the song's Local Boy and a f- uh, Photograph. Right. And That's a fucking great song, that is. It yeah. is. And it's, it, the song itself, I mean, that, that album actually is quite dark, the lyrics to it. And it's one of those ones where I didn't know until um, when I researched this that my slight interpretations, I always thought the song was of a suicide. But it's no. not. It, according to Stereophonics I looked into, it's of an accident where a boy got hit by a train. Yeah, right. But I always, it, me and Jay, when we used to listen to it, well, Jay used to tell me that it was a suicide. Um, which the, is. It's the bloody Stereophonics fault, then, is it? They put the idea in his head. The fuckers. It's their fault. Um, so yeah, so that, that that song came on the radio, and this is literally going like this must have been ten years after Jay passing. Well, their drummer took his own life as well. Yeah. Mm. And I was driving along, and it wasn't a particularly long journey, but it started, and I wasn't really dialing into it. And then the lyrics were passing over my head like, "There's no mistake, I smell that smell. It's that time of year again. I, I can taste the air." And there is a kind of sort of when you come up to like we're coming up to Jamie's anniversary now, and there is yeah. a sort of fit, there is a sort of feeling I get around that time where, you know, I know it's coming. Uh, it's a time to celebrate, yeah. but it's also you know there's there's a lot of emotional gravitas there, and I'm glad. I always want there to be. That's yeah. not something. It's not something I'm upset about or shun away yeah, from. It's something I welcome. It's the right thing. You're embracing it, yeah, and and, and celebrating it, and and looking forward to it. And I think it's, it's fucking healthy. What and, you do. and mate, I'm a robot. I like it. It's the one time a year I get to have emotions. In general, I'm just churning on with shit and yeah. I feel it. And genuinely, on Facebook, Chris always posts some pictures. Simo always posts some pictures and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, what lines in particular? Um, and all the friends lay down the flowers, sit on the banks and drink for hours. Talk of the way they saw him last, local boy in the photograph um, mm. today has, has gone away. And, um, yeah, I remember just it hitting me and me literally, it hit me like someone punched me. What's the line? The clock goes back. Railway, Railway track, track. Something blocks the line again. That's a fucking great record, Dave. Yeah. And the train runs late for the first time. And mm. and it's it, obviously his delivery is beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and it hit me and I literally had to go, Ooh! and it was such a, it was such a, I was having convulsions. Mm. I literally had to so- suddenly pull over. Thank God there was a bus stop. Pull over and then just, <laughs> just <laughs> Stew, while we're talking about this, went to put some crisps in his mouth and just threw a whole handful down his front. Perfect timing. Man. Yeah, I, I just Can't pulled over and I was just I was just in pieces and mm. I don't know if anyone saw me, but it might have been a bit like that when you were saying when you was on the roundabout, mm. mate. Mm. If someone would have saw me and and it was at first it was just it was raw sadness that I felt. It wasn't celebration, it was like yeah. fuck the the irony that me and Jay would talk about that song is 
you know, that's fucking hard, man. So and that's what's heartbreaking that... as well. S- s- songs that take on that meaning at a different time. Mm. Yeah. So, so at the time, it was just a song that you both uh, listened to, and then yeah. that years later, it's like, fuck, how was this not written about yeah. everything I'm feeling now? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it would be that, man. Um, yeah. You see, it kills me, man. Definitely kills me. And um, it's, a, it's again, it's a band that I don't listen to now. But that, there's that that link to that song now that you know I'll never yeah. I'll never be able to mm. listen to it without fucking absolutely falling apart, basically. Sure. So yeah, there you have it. So and bully special prize. <laughs> I'm on to my number one, right? Yeah. Is it back. Crazy Frog? <laughs> now you've had a great time. <laughs> now. You got your bullies tankered. That's safe. You've got two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Do you want to gamble? I think we're going to gamble, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> a mate was talking to, uh, today about how strange and illogical it was to always give away a speedboat. Yeah. Fucking brilliant! Like, who's using these speedboats? Who lives? How many people on there have got somewhere they can use a yeah, speedboat? Um, and look. Dorman Neville from Cleethorpe's uh, Working Men's Club. Here's your speedboat. Thanks, Park Bay. Yeah, back. cheers. Um, 47 miles from the coast. So my number one actually comes perfectly at this point because it's a song that, for me, took on a completely different meaning and still to this day, how it, it wasn't written about what I now associate it with blows my mind. And for this one, it's not even a song. It's a specific performance of a song. And it's at the Manchester A One Love concert after the Manchester terror attack for the at the Ariara Grande yeah. Ariana yeah. Grande gig. And how Liam got through this without <laughs> bursting into tears blows my mind. But it's when he performed Live Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to paint the scene again, I liked Oasis growing up, but yeah. Manchester and Oasis the it's the same blood pumping through the the same our veins, there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's such a connection. There's been this terror attack. There's all sorts of a mix of hatred and fear, as we have every time when things like that happen. People are wanting to get rid of this lot and all this kind of thing. And they've done this gig. And there was tons of songs there that, that tore me apart, songs I don't particularly normally care about. When I completely agree. Uh, what song did Miley Osiris I can't remember. come out and do? She did a song with Ariana Grande and... I can't think what it oh, was. Was it Je- back in anger? No, it wasn't. No. She came out and did... Um... Oh, I can't think. I was genuinely... Check. I was, I'll, I'll check now. I was genuinely crying as soon as yeah. Ariane Grand came out. I was like, yeah. going. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. And again, it's that real testimony of, as we were saying earlier, how pop music, you can talk all the, sh- the sh- sh- shit about it you want to be a hipsters into all their obscure stuff, but for uniting people in a time of fucking yeah. pain and sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> It's heartbreaking. Have you got the song they did? I'm trying to find it, mate. All right, no worries. Um, dude, I, I, I thought it was beautiful. I, I did start welling up as soon as uh, she got on stage. I literally can't even pronounce her and name. She, and, and she was great, and, but it said it wasn't even uh, that one. There's been numerous songs throughout. I'm trying to... I, I want to remember it. Don't Dream It's Over? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's that's here. Yeah. I, I cut that for two Billy Braggs. Yeah. And that song with them singing it in that yeah. moment, but Noel coming out with Liam, with with or Liam uh, coming out, sorry, uh, with Coldplay on 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 the back as the mm. backing band. And again, this is a time where everyone's gone through this horrible turmoil. They have l- 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 lost people 
they're all, I'm, I'm welling up before I get to the lyrics. Um, it was particularly the uh, uh, the last verse, um, which is just uh, maybe I I don't really want to know how your garden grows because I just want to f- fly. L- lately, th- did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain as it soaks you to the bone? Maybe I just want to fly. I want to live. I don't want to die. Maybe I just, I want to breathe. Maybe I just don't believe. Maybe you're the same as me. <laughs> we see things they'll never see. Are you and I, we're going to live forever. Yes, that's fine. And that was just, how was that not written about that moment? The, the, the maybe you're the same as me bit just really felt with such a racial tension yeah. and everything like that, just bringing everyone together and the, I, I lately, uh, did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain as it soaks you to the bone? Just all the you see, families who have just been, who have lost their loved one at, at yeah. a gig, at something that should be passionate and happy and wonderful. And that song was written 10, 15 years before. Oh, yeah. And just as he started, it's I was funny. like, this is emotional because it's Oasis, because it's Manchester and because it's yeah. called Live Forever. Yeah. And as the lyrics started to play out, I was like, oh, this is getting worse. And that, that being so late in it, and it was raining and that at the time, and it's just, oh, mate. Yeah, I'm, maybe I just want to fly, I want to live, I don't want to die. Yeah, it's killer, man. And that just destroyed me. And again, yeah. I was into Oasis for a bit, but I'm not the biggest fan. I've not stuck with them over the years and been a, mm-hmm. and listened to them loads, but it, it, that just meant everything, particularly with it being Oasis in Manchester. Yeah. It was just... I've, I've got oh, one exactly the same oh. as that, Pip, that... That I pulled out yeah. for for my number one, and I'm just going to give it a quick nod. And it's it's by Crowded Ass, mm. um, and I, and I think I think Neil Finn's a fucking amazing songwriter. Yeah. And and it's a song called Better Be Home Soon. Mm-hmm. And the drummer from um, Crowded Ass took his own life, mm-hmm. and and it was their version of the Brits. I'm, I'm sure it's not called the Oz, um, but <laughs> Neil Finn come out and just said. You know, this is for, I can't recall his name, the drummer's mm. name, but this is for him. And then with an acoustic sung, Mate. You Better Be Home Soon, mm. which is a fucking beautiful song. Uh, somewhere deep inside, something's got a hold on you and he's pushing me aside. See it stretch on forever. I know I'm right for the first time in my life. That's why I tell you, you better be home soon. Mm. Stripping back the coats of lies and deception, back to nothingness, like a week in the desert. Um, don't say no, don't say nothing's wrong. Because when I get you, because when you get back home, maybe I'll be gone. It's it's a fucking amazing record, and that performance, Harry doesn't lose it because behind him, I think Paul Hester was the drummer's name. He's uh, pictures of Paul Hester, yeah. and and he's standing there with an acoustic, and it, it's a fucking amazing performance. It's just him on his own with an acoustic. Singing. How you pull through that? How you go out there and mm. sing that song when normally he's behind you with a drum kit? Like yeah, it was it, 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 it's, it's fucking awesome. I've just that, had a glance down at, at Live Forever again, and this it was it's the, the the second verse is even more fucking heartbreaking. So I'm just going to go over that lyric as well. Just again, maybe I don't really want to know how you, you, your garden grows because I just just want to fly. I, lately, did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain as it soaks you to the bone? Maybe I will never be all the things that I want to be. <laughs> See, I'm Maybe I will never be all the things that I want to be, but now is not the time to cry, and now's the time to find out why. I think you're the same as me. You see we things. see things they'll never see, 
are you and I we're going to live forever. Yeah, Just again, in that moment of such mm. tension and anger, that now is not the time to cry and now's the yeah. time to find out why. And I think, oh, you're the same as me. Those bits was just yeah. like, oh, how was this not written specifically for this and the yeah. best song ever? Mate, just tears me apart. Maybe I will never be all the things I want to be. Imagine being stood there hearing that, mm. yeah. knowing that your sister, yeah. your brother, your daughter or whatever. Yeah. And that was them. Oh. That it for them. Oh. Yeah. I just thought Mate, it, yeah, it's crazy. That whole gig was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. That moment, I was just like, fuck. It's just like, I've just thought they were really brave going straight back out and doing a gig at the same place. Yeah. Or, well, in yeah. Manchester going, oh, fuck you guys. We're going to do another Completely. gig with loads of people. Yeah. That, yeah, to yeah. me... That's the beauty. And that- Ariella Grande in particular, because she doesn't have to. She's got no, no particular no, yeah. no, no, a, a connection there, to Manchester. Pressure. She could easily go. That was a no. horrific experience. Yeah. Quite fairly, yeah. I never want to go at, there again because it's so horrible. Killed her gig. She, you know, there was mass death. Mm. What the fuck does that do to someone? You the know, one thing. Such a. I remember. I remember at the time. I I, I kind of I wrote a a Facebook post about it and didn't post it because, again, I had that moment, partly because of Anthony... Yeah. Ed- press. But I had that moment of going, well, this isn't adding anything. But the one thing that came to mind for me was the small consolation of the fact that gigs are for me. And me and you used to go to gigs as mm-hmm. kids, but I'd been going to gigs for years mm. before I even met yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah. I've had some of my most euphoric, perfect moments at gigs. I can't believe that this song that I know and love is there and happening. Mm. There have been absolute peaks of euphoria, and that's a pretty cool high to go out on. Mm. If you've got to go out, it's sad <laughs> yeah, that they're yeah. going out, but if you've got to yeah. go out, man, going out feeling like you're in heaven mm. is a pretty cool... Again, it's tragic and it's sad, but I've said before, I've discussed this when the subject of suicide comes mm. up. The I've never considered suicide in dark times the only times it's ever crossed my mind is when things are really good. And I, I honestly think if I ever did kill myself, it'd be when I go, mm. fucking hell, life's great. I want to draw a line under it. That's why and I, I, I keep I pulling that. you down, mate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you keep me in line. But again, it's true. And uh, and that was the small kind of the consolation I saw there of it's a horrific waste of life. Yeah. But we do all die at some point, And that's a fucking cool time yeah. to go. They'd when you're feeling like... When you're feeling, Hopefully it was like that. Yeah, like when you're Quick. feeling, I can't believe I've just seen that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because it is that as a kid, you don't realise that they're just humans. Yeah, you're like you've just seen fucking a god yeah. or a goddess. So that's yeah, but yeah, that just tore me up. That was that was just yeah. seeing that yeah. before, but it's, mate, it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, just I think anyone that, that would have been watching that in any household, I'd be, I'd be stunned if anyone was having any conversations when that performance was yeah. going on. The thing I saw on Twitter was people were a bit sad that Noel didn't come out. But Doesn't I was matter. I was delighted because I was like, the Gallagher's hate is stronger than terrorists. We can't let the terrorists <laughs> win. <laughs> we can't let them win. It's yeah. what they want. Yeah. They want yeah. the Gallagher's yeah. to get yeah. back yeah. together, yeah. but yeah. no, yeah. they can't have that. Yeah. They're Brilliant. not, they're, the Gallagher's hate is stronger. <laughs> that we will not bow to terrorism. Absolutely. There's, um, when, you, when, when you go to gigs, you do get a degree of euphoria. And we joked um, uh, about last year when I went to Glastonbury and I cried during Adele and during Coldplay. Mate, I was going to say, um, Adele and Coldplay, I think, are some of the perfect bands, um, right. writers yeah. for quick, that. Quick shout out yeah, yeah, yeah. to the end of Derek when Fix You is used. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Gittins mm-hmm. has that speech. Yeah. Which is the when is Kev obviously. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Derek and Kev gets on the level. Yeah. And admits his shortfallings yeah. and looks at himself no. and he's honest to the camera. Can't and you know that Fix You is and and you've got Ricky's about to don't want to know his dad and then you see the car pull off and then the car stops and his dad's back on the pavement and you know you're in that and you're just waiting for the drums and then the tears stream down. Yeah. And it's music like that, however much you want to be, well, I prefer the uh, B-side of blah, blah, blah that was put out on fucking Dog's Lipstick Records circa 67. Like, some songs, it's just it's just solid writing, and it's just it's just a fucking good song. I think you and cut Chris. yourself off from shared experience as well. Yeah, and, 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 right, when, that's when key. Was, exactly what you said there. When, when uh, was, was it someone like you? Because no, someone like you well, is one that again no. is fucking perfect writing. It's so emotional and so yeah, tick the boxes. But yeah, go it on. was um, two things that they did. Right, one thing they had their these electric bands on, which I've spoken before. They had those LED bands on, and it was mm. crazy because I've never seen that technology before. But everyone was wearing them in the gig. And it was just insane that technology and those light that light show was going yeah. between everyone. When you watch the crowd, because yeah. as a nation, their songs, Chris, it's just fucking mad. Because as as, as, a, as Britishness is, we're not people that come together very often. Mm. No, so what not. you've just said about that concert and what you've just said yeah, exactly. about that, it is that that feeling of togetherness, which is yeah. nice, and and it's easy to poke fun at it, yeah. and it's easy to be like, no, no, I ain't doing mm. that, but. You know, you're, did you say cutting yourself off from shared experience? Yes. Yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. And like, and sometimes it's nice to feel part Even of something. Even on, on smaller levels. Yeah. I remember it, uh, uh, when I was, I was driving and doing merch on the do- on, on, on B. Dolan's tour and he'd just released f- Film the Police. And for that song, he mm. got the lights turned off in the venue and got the whole crowd t- 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 to light up with the flash on their phone. Mm. And there's, you know, three, four hundred people mm. in these gigs, but... That shared thing Still of everyone amazing. just seeing him do that song only lit yeah. b- 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 by the crowd. Without those people yeah. there, he's yeah. doing it in darkness. Yeah, yeah. With them there, it's the most amazing, yeah. aggressive, beautiful thing. Nothing breaks me than hearing a crowd singing yeah. songs. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Completely. But go on yeah. on the, on the yeah. Coldplay. Which... No, it's, it was mostly that. I mean, they did. It was The other thing they did, which was really nice, and it shows that quite nice dudes... Um, and clocks does get me quite a lot. His voice yeah. on clocks and it gets me. Is but, clocks uh, the one where the yeah. middle eight is nothing else compared? Nothing else compares. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Paper too cool for school on Coldplay. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, they also did a cover of a band called Viola Beach. Yes, and Viola of Beach course. had had that yeah. had died, like an upcoming band who had all the prospects and were going to go somewhere, and then died had a terrible van. accident. Yeah. Te- all all died in a van crash, and a Coldplay were like. Look, they, this unfortunately happened, but look, we want to let them have a yeah, Glastonbury moment here right. and, and play their their new song. And yeah, that that was good. That got me. I was I was, really, I was like, oh, she's going to be proper laughing at me when I say <laughs> no, I'm no, crying no. your eyes out. Fucking hell! Like, it, it's, which is fine. I don't mind. Obviously, it's funny to take the piss out. But it is so easy to mock things yeah, like that, yeah. and and, it, and and it's the same with you too. You know, mm. everyone fucking oh, Bono's a fucking pig. Blah blah blah. <laughs> If I went to see you two and they started playing with without you, yeah. mate, I'm in fucking bits. Yeah. <laughs> this song. is going off the topic a bit, but a week or two after that, yeah, so I got the podcast I did today with Jimmy Iovine and 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 Alan Hughes, and they did a series called uh, The Defiant Ones, which is on Netflix now. Um, 
and it's got all the people he signed, and, and one of them is you two and Bono, and that was the bit that oh, I was right. like, Meh. then the the footage of of you two, uh, I think it was at the Woodstock gig or some uh, some big gig. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's fucking amazing. And yeah. the weird thing is, Americans don't have the, the negative connotations, connotations that we yeah. have with yeah, you two, yeah. that the Irish and the British have of, oh, oh, it's you yeah. two. The Americans just have Joshua Tree and Rattle and yeah, Hum yeah. and all this kind of, this this amazing band. And watching it in that and watching them all talk about you two, along with the other people in that series, which are Springsteen, Tom Petty, um, Dre, Snoop, all of these like, Patty Smith, and then being in there, I was like, oh, they're, they're fucking great. <laughs> They've yeah. done some amazing songs For and me, some amazing like, things. You've got, a, and I'm a massive hater on you two. I'm but you've got to detract there. yourself from, you know, you've had fucking Rolf Harris in yours. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you've got, you've, yeah, you've yeah. got to detract yourself yeah, from, yeah. And, and and you're basing it on the on on the you know a performance or or or, or you know the lyrics. And for me, like you two. Just your drum. There's a track on there, Red Hill Mining Town, and there's a bit where he screams, "Love slowly stripped away," yeah, and and it just crushes me, yeah. like for no other reason than it just he sounds like he's singing like his fucking life depends on it, yeah. and like and and what what his conviction is elsewhere, I don't give a fuck about. For that moment, at that point, the, that's all that matters. The life footage in this a defiant one's yeah. a documentary. It's Bono. Just singing like no one you've ever seen, but quite casual about it. Yeah. And then taking it up a notch. Already singing like nothing else, just kind of yeah. casually. And then bang, exploding. It's like, yeah. Oh, you asked me to enter and then you made me crawl and I can't keep holding on to what you got when all you got is hurt. <laughs> it's a fucking cheesy song one, but it's fucking great. Right. And he's just, he's just done a few songs, which they're just global fucking mega hits. And it's so easy to rain on them, but they're all right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who's going next? Show your number one, Stewie. So I'm going to go back to Billy Bragg. Mm-hmm. And and this is uh, a love song about mortality. Right. And, and, you know, one of the most important people in the world, which is your dad. Yeah. And... My dad, or... This is about <laughs> Mr. Mead. Uh, <laughs> no, it, this, this to me, the first time I heard it, there, there was... There was two points growing up that really struck me, right? And I was petrified of the dark as a kid. And my dad would sit at the end of my bed until mm. I went to sleep. Mm. And, you know, up until I was 20. <laughs> no, you know, when, when I was a kid, he would sit at the end of the bed and and, and, and I would say goodnight and I'd be like, yeah, wait there till I go to sleep because I was petrified of the dark. And then I remember being in Scotland and I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but going swimming, and I'd gone on holiday with my nan and granddad uh, to Scotland, and, and I remember going to the swimming pool with my cousin, and my cousin was having a lot of fun, and, and I remember it just suddenly dawned on me that my mum and dad were going to die. And mm. and like, and I'd never confronted I had, that. Yeah. I had a night of insomnia recently on, on that ex- ex- exact thing, just the sudden... Yeah. I realised, like, because they're both retired now. Yeah. So I had this really, exactly that of just, yeah. I, I sat up all night just, yeah. sometimes in tears, sometimes just couldn't sleep, just it's they're going to be weird. gone at some point. Mm. And, oh, and, it's, uh, it's terrible. And, and I just thought, and, and I was only maybe like 13, 14, and I thought, oh my God, one damn woman, that ain't going to be here. And you know, <laughs> and then you got to throw a wife and kids in the mix then, and then like, mm. it's magnified, but like. Are but you were married me, at 13? Like, no. <laughs> but, but obviously, but, 
but at that point, the, the, the most important people in your world are your yeah, mum and dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Billy Bragg put an album out called Don't Try This At Home in, it was the album with Sexuality yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very sort of ninety-two, I think, something like that, and and he's wrote this song, which, from what I believe, is about his dad. Yeah, and uh, and when I first heard it, everything about it was. I'm not saying I'm an entrepreneur, but I've tried lots of things to try and earn a pound note, mm-hmm. and my dad was exactly the same. And so yeah. he's pretty much, you know, he's, he's he's like most people. Your dad's your hero, right? Yeah, 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 and. Yeah. Uh, and when you were saying earlier about your dad and you see your dad cry, yeah, you, you, your dads don't cry. Your dad's no, like your a dad fucking mountain of a man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Your dad's the one that, you know, he's, he's the centrepiece that holds it all together and, you know, and, and but they are normal people. They're mm, fucking yeah. skin and bone. Father is the word for God on the lips and hearts of all children. Absolutely. So um, he's got a song called Tank Park Salute. Uh, and the lyrics are, Kiss me goodnight and say my prayers. Leave the light on at the top of the stairs. Tell me the names of the stars up in the sky. A tree taps on a window pane. That feeling smothers me again. Dad, is it true that we all have to die? At the top of the stairs is darkness. I closed my eyes and when I looked, your name was in the memorial book and what had become of all the things we planned. I accepted all the commiserations of all your friends and your relations, but there's some things I still don't understand. You were so tall, how could you fall? Some photographs of a summer's day, a little boy's lifetime away, is all I've left of everything we've done. Like a pale moon in a sunny sky, death gazes down as I pass by to remind me that I'm but my father's son. I offer up to you this tribute. I offer up to you this Tank Park salute. That's fucking... Mm. Like that, that. Yeah, that's fucking me done. (laughs) That's a killer, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, like, and... Yeah, fucking hell. Billy Bragg, you fucking dog. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, man. Do you yeah. listen to that? How, do you ever listen to that with people? Is it usually, do you listen to it? I listen on the headphones. Yeah. 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 And and like we, uh, like again, as, as as you have with a with a Jill Scott song. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little reference there. Sorry, Jill Scott Heron song. Um, it's, it, it, the minute it starts... You, you know you're in for a a rough ride. It's a beaut. It really is. It's a heartbreaking. Yeah, it's haunting. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good. Yeah. So yeah, that that's my number one, Billy Bragg. Thank you very much. That's an amazing one. It's a good choice, mate. Mate, mate, it's killer. <sighs> it, it makes me think. I was just thinking of um, of the most universal cr- cr- crying songs and pop hit, and that just the sound of the start of that made me think of the cover of Mad World <laughs> that was on on the Donny Darko soundtrack, yeah. and how that got to number one, but it was so yeah. sad. Yeah. And that was one that. It's rare that a song that everyone listening is getting sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yet it got to number one and everyone's like, I want to pay to be sad. I need to buy that and yep. be sad. And that just, it made me think of that. It, just yeah. the sound of the keys there. Yep. Just, yeah. Amazing. Chris. Yeah. I don't know what to add one. to that, guys. Um, so mine, um, 
I got into this song weirdly because it's it, originally I, was, I, I loved the cover because I loved the lyrics. The lyrics is what destroys me. It was a well, it's a, it was a good cover, but the lyrics really strike a chord with me. Um, and then through that afterwards, I started listening to um, the original, which now destroys me even more. Mm. And it's this. I'll just buy a little start of it. Kate Bush Hands of Love is predominantly the lyrics, but the, yeah. the music doesn't do any harm Mate, to supporting the emotion yeah. in it. Um, and yeah, it, it just it destroys me. So it's a song about her being uh, having fear of falling in love, but to me, it's another fear. Um, so I'll do, I'll do the lyrics, I'll try my best. <clears throat> so when I was a child, running in the night, afraid of what might be, hiding in the dark, hiding in the street, and of what was following me. Now hounds of love are hunting. I've always been a coward, and I don't know what's good for me. Uh, here I go. It's coming at me for the trees. Help me, someone. Help me, please. Take my shoes off and throw them in the lake, and I'll be two steps on the water. Um, I found a fox caught by dogs. He let me take him in my hands. His little heart, it beats so fast, and I'm ashamed of running away. From nothing real, I just can't deal with this, but I'm still afraid to be there. Among your hounds of love and through your arms surround me. I've always been a coward and never known what's good for me. I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, yeah, I, I think it's so poetic how she's explained her fear of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, yeah, for me, I it's, it's a fear I've got and it's a fear I don't want to talk to you guys about. Mm. And strangely, if... I was brave enough to talk about it. Uh, by the way, this is me not like trying to be repressed and coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but if I had the courage to do it, then this song would also be my number one. Mm-hmm. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it wouldn't mean as much to me if I could talk about it. Mm. Of course. And it just kills me, man. Like the lyrics, like, mate, used to make me cry listening to the Future Heads version. Yeah. Um, and the first was that song, your introduction to yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because oh, I wasn't mate. a huge Kate Bush fan, really. I didn't know a lot about her. Yeah. Pip would go bang on about her, yeah. like he does Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And um, and I was like, okay, well, in my own time, I've always been like that with yeah. music. I'm not. I don't want to try and jump on a hype train. I'll stumble <laughs> really? across things when I find it. And um, I remember the first time it made me cry with the Future Heads, which is the bit about the fox. Mm. And um, you know, her seeing the fox sort of like being a bit battered up. Mm. and her realising that she's being a coward, seeing him being able to confront that and, and deal with that. And, uh, yeah, and I applied that to personal circumstances in my life, and I can't help but take different interpretations from that. Mm. Um, so it, it cuts me up, man. And, you know, we were talking about the DI crying. I mean, like, it was weird because I came to this song pretty quickly, mm. and by that point, that was it. It was a foregone conclusion. I was crying my eyes out trying to like you know rip it, like put down the worktop yeah. and uh, the rest of the day then it sort of opened me up to listen to and be more sensitive to the rest of the songs but Kate Bush man she can write a fucking song mate so Kate Bush is the most I've ever cried at a gig um, and I went to see her on that recent right. tour or, or recent um, all shows at, at one sure. a venue um, and it hit me for a plethora of, of reasons. And number one, she came back to do these gigs and it's this weird theatre thing 
and it's her and her son. And it's a beautiful thing because Kate Bush... She doesn't play live. That no. gig <laughs> that gig was a unique situation. She got as big as anyone in the world and then decided to stop to go and be a, a mother. Yeah. And nothing tempted her back. Nothing yeah. lured no. her back for, what, 20 years, was it? Yeah. 25 years or something. And then she came back to do these shows with her son performing in it, and it's this weird theatre piece. And it hit me for a number of reasons. Number one, you'd kind of been warned she's playing all this new stuff. You're not going to get any old songs. She played Hounds of Love, and she played Running Up the Hill. So them just starting, I'm welling up now. They're some of my favourite songs ever, and I didn't expect to ever see them live because of that unique situation. So as soon as they started, I was like, the other thing was the transformation. She started, she came out, and it wasn't Kate Bush. It was a mum, which is quite fair because that's what she's been for the last 25 (laughs) years. And as the gig went on, she built in confidence, and she transformed into Kate Bush in front of you. And it was this amazing, (laughs) wow, Mm. like what a performer. And then the thing that killed me more was... I took my mum to go and see it. So I'm yeah. sitting next to my mum, yeah. someone who put her career on hold yeah. to have a family, to have kids. And I'm watching Kate Bush transform from being a mum to being Kate fucking Bush. This, yeah. this, this unique alien creature that the music scene hadn't seen before and mm. has never seen again. And I'm hearing songs I didn't expect to hear. And it just, mate, every time a remotely familiar called started i'd be yeah. like <gasps> just tears from yeah. beginning to end of that song and my mum just sitting next to me smiling away as she does chuckling laughing enjoying yeah. it and i just can't look around at her because i'm like this was just such a, yeah. a a whirlwind of coincidences and circumstances and it just it yeah. destroyed me it's we've nice. had this chat haven't we, about kate bush yeah and yeah we, we spoke at length about a woman's work like, yeah fucking hell what? mate just breaks me in half. That. Yeah, uh, that could have been in there easily. That she just dropped that and she went and became a mum. And I think it just goes to show that it will never happen again. Everyone's yeah. so obsessed with celebrity yeah. and fame yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. No one could walk away from it or be allowed to walk away from it because there's so much money yeah. on the table. There's so much praise on the table. I just don't think there's and enough. She did. She I just d- went to see her. I don't think there's enough celebration of motherhood. Like yeah. you know, we we hear about this obsession with. You know, women having, like, the, being sort of, like, super successful in life yeah. when, when it comes to yeah. careers. It's like, there's nothing more insanely demanding and beautiful that you have to push your time into. Completely. And, like, you know, yeah, and don't like, get me wrong, dads have got a big yeah, part to say, play. It'd be fucking amazing if Ed Sheeran just went, you know what, I'm going to have some kids, sit out. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and again, it is, there's something that people go on about all the time when there's big divorce things. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, she gets... 50% of his earnings that's not fair yeah. this that yeah. it's like it's because she put her career yeah, yeah. she stopped it yeah, that's yeah. what every mum yeah. does yeah, and yeah. it was yeah. just a beautiful um, simile for all of that seeing Kate Bush there and having yeah. my mum next to me but every mum that chooses to puts their whole career that's why they deserve 50% of what their man <laughs> is earning because they yeah. were allowed to get to that level in their yeah. career because there was someone going I'll yeah. take hold of the reins yeah. here, yeah. and you go and excel. You yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fly. Unless they've done that, they'd be 100% of fuck all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah. And that's it. That blows me away. And it, again, I, I remember as, as a teen thinking, it's such bullshit. Yeah. Oh, why'd you get 50%? percent they have worked yeah. hard for that. Well, Eddie Murphy's classic. Half. Half. Yeah, half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and, and Kanye and everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, no, you're fucking wrong. Because it's the 
it's it, it's they have allowed you to do that, and it's fifty yeah. percent of what you're earning, and it's fifty percent of what they would have earned themselves if they hadn't decided Absolutely. to walk away from it. What a beautiful thing, though, that a mother then turns back into Kate Bush, the performer. That's the yeah. thing that killed me. It was so weird because it started. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is a bit weird." It feels like your mum's got up and is dancing and doing yeah. an impression of Kate Bush. And by the end, it was just Kate Bush. She started kind yeah. of meek and careful and a yeah. bit, I said, it felt like an impression. Yeah. And by yeah. the end, she just released it all and it was mm. like, ah, oh, mm. wow, what a unique experience. So jealous you saw that. Right, I'm going to pull it back. It's Hardcore Listing and we're coming to the close now. Yep. So at the end of Hardcore Listing, what we do once we've counted down our fives, everyone's done their five, right? Yep, yep, yep. 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 Um, there's been a few gins now and a few a few tears. So, <laughs> Mate, uh, a few tears, definitely. So what we generally do at the end of the the top fives is sure. we, we throw a few honourable mentions in. Yep. Yep, yep, so we, yep. we 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 generally like to ask the guests if there were some others that didn't quite make the grade. Yeah. And I know we've thrown a few in along the way, but yeah, this yeah. is the kind of point in the evening where we can summarise a few others that we just think let's throw them in there because yep. they're all songs they're that have, have, yeah, have yeah. moved us. And while while yeah. we're feeling all. All emotional and, and, and so I'm a less fucking embrace it mm. and, and uh, yeah, let's go a little bit deeper. Okay, cool. Uh, who wants to start? Shea, have you got a couple you want to throw in there? I'm going to go, oh, oh, fucking hell. Uh, the Cure. Yeah, I mean, like, how I'm just going to throw The Cure in there. How they didn't make it top or, or When you were saying about a yeah. cover and then going back yeah. to the original, I yeah. thought, yeah. hallelujah. Yeah. And <laughs> Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah. How Leonard Cohen hasn't got into right. yeah. this I, I, list. Because yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that. But then, I, yeah. I, when we done this discussion a little while ago on yeah. Patreon, I was saying quite, so a bit similar to this, but not yeah. the same. When I had my heart broken for the first time, yeah. mm. um, I discovered Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And... Hey, that's no way to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. rip me a new one. Mate. Like, um, and I've since become a ridiculous Leonard Cohen fan. But yeah, um, the Cure again. I didn't want to. Yeah, no, to no, 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 The Cure no, is another no, one yeah, that should yeah. be. But in if there we're and... talking Hallelujah, yeah, I'm not a fan of Leonard Cohen's version. Right. Yeah. I prefer John Cal from the Velvet Underground's version. Right. Yeah. Um, I think John Cal makes a, a, a fantastic right. version of that. It's used in the uh, Basquiat soundtrack. Right, um, yeah. and I think it might even be used on the Shrek soundtrack. Amazing, uh, amazing. Uh, you, you starred in, so yeah, you? yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, Cure. Um, Any what? What song? I'm gonna go two. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would do most anything to get you back by my side, uh, but oh, I'll just keep on trying no. hiding the tears in my eyes because boys don't cry. <laughs> boys don't cry is a fucking great pop song. Yeah. But the and lyrics, a great one to bring up when we've just been sitting here crying for ages. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. but it, it's fucking brilliant. Boys don't cry. Yeah, and I said to my missus tonight, I went, like, "What sounds make you cry?" And she went, "How many have you got in there by the cure?" And I was like, <laughs> "Hmm." Uh, so, boys don't cry. I think is just, it's just fucking brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Um, by the way, if you've heard any sniffles in that, um, Buddy Peace edited them in. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we didn't Complete, cry. Yeah. We've just been ruddy bloody blokes yeah, all yeah, night, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go, um, I've been looking so long at these pictures of you that I almost believe that they're real. Um, so scared of them, make believe. Oh, fucking yeah. hell, yeah. Robert Smith. <laughs> so good. Like, yeah, um, heart on sleeve love songs, and he's the daddy of it. Um, yeah, Boys Don't Cry and Pictures of You by The Cure. <sighs> Um, yeah. I really like Letter to Elise as well. I've got that. I've just brought the lyrics up for that. That's one that oh, gets really? me. And that was one that... No one shouts about it. I didn't know about it until I had a particular relationship and yeah. it was, was one of her favourite songs. Yeah. And 
a producer I was working with was a big fan of the production yeah. on it. And I just, just brought the lyrics up. Just, um, I release it. It doesn't matter what you say. I can't stay here every yesterday. Like, keep on acting out the same. The way we act out. Every way to to smile, forget, and make believe. Are we never needed any more than this? Any more? And the repeat of any more than there, this just kills me. It's got the best middle eight ever. Yeah. It just lifts and lifts and lifts and lifts. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it, it was a, I think it was a third single off the Wish album, and it was it wasn't a big single. It didn't really do a lot. It was a bit pound in comparison to your Friday I'm in Loves and High and stuff like that. And it's and it's it, that it's the losing of of, yeah. of of both being invested in something, but yeah. b- 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 losing it. Yeah. It's the every time I try to pick it up, I like I fall in sand as fast as I pick it up. It runs away through my clutching hands. Yeah, but but there's nothing else I can really do. There's nothing else I can really do. And it's just, oh, mate, Robert Smith, and dude. I got, and I've got one more, and then I'll hand it yeah, I was, sure, I was looking that up as you mentioned that's it. I was like, because, yeah. again, I'm the that's same. That's what you go to. It's one that people yeah. don't shout about, and it yeah. came in this weird situation. It's one, again, I put on now and smile, yeah. and it's not to remember that relationship or anything. Yeah. It's to remember, oh, mate, how weird is it to have these, <laughs> how weird is it to yeah. have emotions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go for, for one which... People just think they're they're lads and they're geezers, yeah. and it reminds me of my best mate. Yeah. And um, just when we were growing up, when we was he, he become a a one man joke joke not a joke he become a one man <laughs> fucking hell that sounds really bad a one man kind of um, comedian um, yeah. uh, yeah. called Cunt and the Gang. Yeah, he's very good. Um, and we've been best pals since we were mm. five. Um, and we we grew up listening to madness, yeah. Like most lads in in, in our age did, mm. and and it's easy to think they're one step beyond. It must be love, and they're just fucking lads' music, you know. Like the Proclaimers, you're having a knees up down yeah, the indie yeah, disco. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're far much. They're, they're way much more than that. Yeah. They're, they're they're up there with the Kinks, in my opinion. You know, it, 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 fucking brilliant. Tackling things like. Racism, songs like Embarrassment are mm-hmm. fucking incredible. But for me, it's the middle eight in Ahas, which reminds me of me and him just not wanting to grow up when all our mates were trying to get into clubs when they were yeah. 16. We weren't. We were drawing on each other's T-shirts and trying to, like, make silly little cassettes like, and, and just yeah. enjoy being stupid and yeah. being young. And it's that um, I remember how we play "Simply Wish the Day Away." Then we'd say, "Nothing will come between us two dreamers," and like, and I fucking love that line. And and yeah, yeah. it weren't so because I think it was Mike Barson, the, the, the keyboard player, wrote that. But uh, yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. I was um, I wasn't you know liked Madness, but never the biggest fan until I went to film them this year at um, their House of Fun weekender. And I totally got to really that. again. It's mad because again, I had the same. I've, I've always liked them, yeah. but seeing them at that festival, yeah. I was like, mate, something else. I was filming them. the yeah. joy, the yeah. joy oh, of everyone watching yeah. and everyone on stage. Yeah, it was it was, it was it was twenty overwhelming, stone cold killer fucking yeah, yeah. hits. No, it really yeah. was. It's banger after banger, and exactly there was a beautiful unity. Yeah, like, and I was filming, and I was shedding shedding a few tears to a band that I didn't realise <laughs> it was getting caught up in the moment again. That yeah. unity. And I remember texting you, Stu, like, we should fucking do this next year and get them on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We can go to it, definitely. I'm sure yeah. we can make that happen. Um, but it was it was something else. So, man, this is, again, a very good shout, my friend. Very good shout. Um, 
Pippi Longstocking. I've got, got one, one and it's an obscure one. None of you will know it, but I genuinely I've played it to people. Every time I've watched it on YouTube, yeah. it's a live performance of a particular song. Okay. Every time I've watched it on YouTube, I've cried. I'm, I'm eyes out. It's by a group called King's Wheel, which is fronted oh, by Moose Rotwonga, yeah. who a lot of you guys know. Oh, great I poet know and rapper. Say. And it's a song called Your Passport. And it's a gig Mate, I was it's at. ridiculous. And I was yeah. bawling my eyes out. I'd never heard the song. Um, and what kills me, because the video on YouTube is of the gig I was at. And I was in tears. So many people were in tears. And it's about his dad, who died um, going back. He was a doctor. And he was going to Uganda, I think, somewhere in Africa, to give aid to the uprising to try and overthrow um, the dictator at the time. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the name of the dictator. (laughs) but And his plane was was shot down and he was killed. Um, And and Musa performs this piece about his dad's passport, about finding his dad's passport and reading it and seeing the similarities and finding the similarities in himself. And as Musa is delivering it, there's tears running down his face. As I'm stood there, his mum and sister are standing in front of me who've never seen him perform live before and he's performing this piece about their dad and bits about how his mum hid stuff from him about him at first because he was too young to understand it and, mate, it's 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 the best performance I've ever seen. As a single song, it's the best performance I've ever seen because everyone... In, I'd never heard that song. It's rare. Genuinely, if you're welling up, it's a song you know and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this and that. This, I'd never heard that. What impact is that to get that? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. everyone in the room was in bits. And it's on YouTube. Yeah. That, that performance, if you look up King's Will, Your Passport, and I normally post it on Father's Day because right. it is. It's that. It's yeah. just... It's that thing of him saying how much he loves his dad and how much he's turned in... All, all the issues he had with his dad at the time... It's joking, it's playful, it's friendly. And by the end, he's got tears are running down his face and he delivers it. And again, just the added knowledge that his mum and his sister and his brother are all in the crowd and everyone's in bits. And it's the most beautiful tri- 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 tribute. A tribute with all the relevant people there and a load of strangers all drawn into it as this tribute, learning the history of his dad. Ah, oh, it kills me. Okay. It's a beautiful song, mate. You told me about that, and then a while after I saw it live, yeah. it, drew, it br- brought a tear to my eye. I yeah. think that's just, just such a powerful song. It's amazing. Um, for I a song to song. do that on first listen, because a lot of these songs we're talking about, it's it's, it's sedentary. Yeah. It slowly builds on you, sure. doesn't it? And then, the and then it the becomes memories, something that you never it's forget. It's your own associations. Definitely. A for something to hit you hit, like that. Mate, I think level. It's, it's interesting with songs that make you cry and... Because sometimes, and we spoke about what we haven't been able to really rely. A lot of the time we've done the wording, but a lot of songs is the is how it sounds, and you can't put. There's not a tangible explanation about what emotion that's supposed to be triggering in you. Yeah, and it might trigger um, past memories. It might uh, trigger uh, new thoughts, and it might combine it to produce emotions as well that you didn't, you've not experienced before. Mm. And that's the crazy thing about music. It can expand your understanding and feelings for yeah. the planet that you. That you didn't have before. It's, it's, it's fucking great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mu- oh, tell you what, great. music's well good. It is well, well good. Yeah. Have you um, got any honourable mentions? I've got a couple, Chris? right? Wiz MC's Banaz. 
yeah. is a really good song. Um, I don't, it never made it because it doesn't make me properly cry, but it's just yeah. such a beautifully articulated song about a, a girl who finds her love, um, but she's destined for an arranged marriage she doesn't want to be in. And yeah. it was actually, you know, we, we were talking to Rebecca Crowe last week yep, about yep. Uh, Flick Renee, who was on the... Yep. And it's very much mirrors Mate, that. Her podcast right? with Flick Renee is it's amazing. Really good, yeah, really yeah. good yeah. discussion of feminism and, yep. and, and standing up against religion, but understanding yep. the religion. And, yeah, it's a I great thought it was a, I thought it was a very that's good podcast. Crovisation. Crovisation, um, check with it out. Flick Renee is a great episode. Um, I'm going to... Th- the other thing is when we're talking about where it can be just the tone in, yeah. the, in the song that, that can trigger things. And dance I, music I, can, I can do I just that. Think Riz, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sour Times in there. Oh, it's, fucking Sour yeah, Times Sour is Times is And amazing. weird synchronicities. I was in that video because, because Riz asked me to, right. to, to lip sync and stuff. And Tom Hardy was also in that video. Oh, really? At the time was was one of my favourite actors. Yeah, wow. And years later, we've worked together, and again, it's that. But, but at Sour Times, I remember hearing that at a BBC introducing gig, mm. and him doing that on the BBC, this angry um, Muslim voice. Yeah. Not that long after 9-11, not that long after other terror attacks, yeah. 7-7, speaking angrily about the misperceptions, anger at his own religion, anger at the perceptions of his religion... <laughs> anger over the treatment, the overreaction, the in, unjust reactions. Yeah. Mate, that was some powerful shit. He's, but yeah. I just, I just, it's ridiculous how talented Wiz is. I need to have him, I think I need to have him back on the podcast. He was one yeah. of the first people I had on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. since then, at that point he was smashing it. Since then, he's been in Star Next Wars. Next level shit! <laughs> my second, my first or second favourite Star Wars, well not my first, but my second favourite Star yeah. Wars movie. Mate. That's fucking mad. Mate, that's what's happened since the last podcast. Yeah, I think yeah, we got some yeah. shit to talk about. And 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 Night of was my yeah. TV series of the year that yeah. year. But yeah, what I mean, Benaz is an insanely good story. It it's just go and listen to it. He tells it really well. It's sometimes hard to get hold of. Like on you know, you might have to. Mm. I don't know if it's on Spotify. Um, um, me and Riz did a song. I think for the Guardian about the credit crunch, and it's probably his worst and my worst song. It's a horrible combination. It's all right, but, but, but it was so targeted about a specific yeah, thing. Yeah, it was yeah. like, Ugh. But he smashed me on it. Yeah, he destroyed me on yeah, it. Yeah, he right, was the better of the two. He's yeah, an amazing yeah. fucking mind. I, but yeah. I saw him on a drop the mic with James Corden the other day. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> well, we crushed him basically because yeah, Wiz was probably wrote all his own lines. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and James um, Corden. Puts on a weird American accent yeah, when he does yeah, that. Yeah, no, really Riz uncomfortable. Didn't. No, 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 Riz, 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 lines are... Riz has been rapping for a minute. He's all right. He's got it covered. It's like I think one of his lines. I think I saw you at South by South West. You was the white tent. <laughs> 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 that was one of his punch lines. Which on, on, I'll let you get to your last <laughs> one. But on the subject of freestylers and going back to Sage Francis, Sage Francis, I won Scribble Jam one year, and he was against. A brother Ali, who's an albino rapper, is amazing. But Scribble Jam is run by the Rhyme Sayers guys, and brother Ali's on Rhyme Sayers. And Sage had turned up in a Metallica shirt with a wig on and had got to the semi finals or something. And he was against brother Ali. And, and, and brother Ali had been doing this whole thing of you can't come here um, and beat us. No one knows who you are, blah, 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 blah. And Sage then it gets his turn and he just goes like. Pfft. You act like you don't know me. I've been smashing MCs. You're just a fat black man with Michael Jackson disease. <laughs> <laughs> and just the best off 
off the dome rap. And he, he won Scribble Jam that year. A lot of people say he won it because of his line in the quarterfinals, because of that line. Mm. It's just, mate, I love shit like that. No, when really a free star can go that deep mm. and be actually that, anyway. <laughs> and clever, continue well, on, yeah. well articulated. Um, so I, I could mention loads, um, but I'm going to go a bit full circle. So dance music has had moments that has made me sort of like feel euphoric. That's the, te- mm. the, the general, general thing. Um, I've got... Um, uh, an emotional link to a song which is a house tune called uh, by Julio Bashmore called Al Sev, uh, mainly because just before I heard it, Al Sev, A U S E V E. There's no lyrics to it, and it's just a really popular house song that came out. But um, Mark had asked me to be best man a couple of minutes before oh, that mate. in uh, Notting Hill Carnival, and oh, so mate. and I never thought uh, I never knew that I'd ever be a best man for anything. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, and so he asked me, and I sort of like about to run off and have a little cry. Was you, was you touring, <laughs> mate? Mate, I was touring, and this is this is all relevant because yeah. I had a cry about this when talking to Mark about it, and it was a, one of the first times I regretted my life choices. As weird <laughs> as it is, because I fucking hate weddings. Mm. Any chance to get out of a wedding, I'll take it. Yeah. But Mark got married on Best of All Weekends. Mm. And I play festival every year, and I book Ooh. a stage at festival. I do the spoken word stage, and it fucking broke my. Again, I'm getting emotional now, but it broke my heart to miss Mark's wedding. And I fucking hate weddings; they're so shit. I can't yeah, stand right, them. Right. But that was one where it's the it's one of the first times. Again, we spoke earlier about my kind of enforced singledom for a lot of time because yeah. I'm focused on career and focused on that. And it was one of the first times I went, mate, have I made a mistake in everything in being so focused? <laughs> on wanting to achieve all this stuff and missing out on actual life and fucking a Mark's wedding. And you being best man at it, because again, it's fucking, it's Chris and Mark, it's perfect. They are a tandem. But yeah, anyway, I've hijacked your emotional moment. And no, 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 it's it, because it's a dance music song. So I hear that and, you know, yeah. not every time, that's why I didn't make the five. Yeah. But there are times when I get caught up with it when it drops. It's just a warm bass line and it gets me and I'm like, Ugh! Do you remember that again, time when those, you asked me to be beautiful man. tears. It's those yeah, beautiful yeah, tears yeah. of fuck. What uh, a beautiful not, moment. Not in Hill Carnival, which was weird. Because um, we've all grown up yeah. together and known each other when we're fucking idiots. Yeah. So to know, again, like we talk about pride in our mates and things like that. Yeah. I'm as proud of Mark as anyone. Yeah. Because he's fucking... He's n- gone n- not out, you. Not you. <laughs> he's gone out there and he's he's hustled and worked hard yeah. and he's got two kids and he's an yeah. amazing he's dad. He's an amazing dad. And he's an yeah. amazing... Yeah. And again, he he didn't grow, grow up in easy situations. No. You know, he had, had, he had every excuse to be jaded. He had every excuse to go off the rails and he had every excuse to r- repeat cycles of being a bad dad. And that's not hating on anyone, no. but he had bad some bad situations in his life. And in spite of that, he came out and went, I'm going to be the fucking the best at being a dad. Yeah. And that, I fucking love that yeah. shit. It's not oh, just about... Egg. He's a good egg. I mean. He's such a good egg. I love He's got him. nothing nice to say about you, Stu. Yeah. I get that. Get that. We should have him on the podcast He's got a come on not at some point. You need to get him a bit drunk because he's a bit nervous and not up for podcasts. Yeah. But if he's drunk, yeah. I mean, at the hardcore yeah. listing, one of the live ones, yeah. I was there an hour beforehand with him, chatting, catching up. And then at the end been half hour I said goodbye to him he's like why are you leaving you've only just got here <laughs> it's like I was talking to you an hour beforehand we've just had three hours or so yeah. of a live yeah. show yeah what? You just got... and he was just fucking hammered he didn't yeah. know what was going on but yeah I, I think love to mark that, that yeah. that's a beautiful choice because again it's that it's those happy tears mm. 
yeah. that you spoke about. Yeah. It doesn't have to be us crying about our dead mate. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, exactly. it could be crying about our, our yeah, living se- mates. Celebrating something amazing. And that it. was there's what there's one there's lyrics to one other dance song that crept up on me, and it was it links back to that first one I did with um, Regina Spector. It's just about love, yeah, nothing in particular. But it, this whole song, it's called it's Sebastian Teller. It's La Tenelle. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's just sure. a rolling, sweeping piano through it. Always very haunting, mm. and it's great to work to this song. That's what I used to do. And then in the middle, there's just two very short verses, mm. and I never uh, you, you might miss them. You might miss them countless times. And then one day, I actually just put, dropped my ears in, and I just thought, God, these are just beautiful lyrics to be in a in a dance music song. And it's uh, oh, nothing's going to change my love for you. I want to spend my life with you. And we make love on the grass under the moon. No one can tell damned if I do. And I, I, I love the fact, I love the romanticism in that. Mm. The fact that you, it's, it's not important about life, but who else is seeing it and witnessing it. Your, your life is to be experienced with someone else. Forever journeys on golden avenues. I drift in your eyes since I love you. I got that beat in my veins for only rule. Love is the share. Mine is for you. And that's mm. it. And you, you might just miss it, but I just think it's I love that. It, it makes me, th- me think as, as well of one. I, honestly, if I had to pick my top five lyrics, I would have so many people angry at me. Because <laughs> two that come to mind, one is Rihanna. What? Oh, we found love in a hopeless place. Yeah. Just that hook. Just that yeah. hook. I think that's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And the way it's sung, the way it's, it, it, it builds... Um, and then there's a little Wayne track um, called Comfortable. And we've been talking, I've been saying, I'm going to do these these perfect album uh, pl- yeah, playbacks. They're yeah. going to be a bonus distraction pieces at some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have all different mates mm-hmm. on with specific mm-hmm. albums. But a one album I've got in mind is Lil Wayne's Carter 3. Yeah. And I want to have Chris on because you're not uh, that into it. No. And it's going to be the one where I'm convincing you that it's okay. one of the best albums ever. But there's a line in Comfortable. That sounds like that often, it? No, no, mate. No, you love this one. Yeah. No, you do like it. It's, 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 it's the closest I've had to having a lyric t- a tattooed on me. And yeah. I was listening to it after a relationship had fallen apart. Yeah. And it's just a line. It's so simple. All jokes, no stress. Love, live, life, proceed, progress. Yeah. And it was just fucking perfect yeah, yeah. in just... A, ma- a handful of syllables. Yeah, yeah. You've nailed life there yeah. and love and everything. And I was like, mate, that's fucking great. But that's dope. I love that shit. Yeah. I remember Nana Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Nana. <laughs> just like oh, that, that was a granddad Simpson <laughs> moment. There, I was just like, I'm fucking <laughs> everybody fucking. <laughs> just after a pause as well, and I'm ready for a pause. <laughs> oh, I remember Nate and Sherry. Doing the wall. Put a razor blade out right now. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Well, what's I'm this done. about Nate and no, Sherry? I remember when Nate and Sherry was on Jamie Oliver's show. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, look. It's been emotional. It's been emotional. It's been emotional. Yeah, and one of the traditions cool. of yeah. hardcore listeners. That, that you guys put together a Spotify playlist. I was yeah, going to suggest sure. that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and do that, guys. Yeah, so, yeah. And where can people find that? What we'll do is um, we're, we're on your, all the social media. When this comes out, hopefully Pip will tag us in it. We've we've got the Instagrams, we've got the Facebooks, and we've got the Twitterers. Like we're, we're right involved. We're, oh, we're, we're, all we're, over we're, everything. we're pretty damn with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just I'll call this in. Twitter is HCL, HCL. podcast. Um, but like I say, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Because um, I don't know why you've 
you've highlighted the C, the C in yeah. the word hardcore. Yeah. It's yeah. one word, you fucking idiots. But yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> come and have, come and have a little listen to all our, our, you know, what we've done before. Yeah, it might not be for you. But you might like it. It would definitely be for you. And Genuinely, also, um, as... www.patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. If you want to get involved, and uh, we'll do uh, a top five that you might pick. As Genuinely, well. as, a, as a fan, I was talking to, I recorded a podcast uh, uh, recently with Charlotte Hatherley, who's going to be coming on your yeah, podcast. Monday. And I was saying to her that I, I kind of, I, n- I nudged you guys to start this, but mm. it's now just been a gift for me because it's g- genuinely, I love the top five format. Could do with better hosts, but I, I, it's I genuinely. Know. I rarely miss an episode, I'm so I genuinely. So I can genuinely recommend, as a fan, unbiased. It's at the top of my list to, to get oh. for each week. It's that weird thing on this on this network. Is I've only created it's selfishness. I've I've n- n- nudged people into podcasts I want to hear. Mm. A Tuesday Night Jaw is now. I used to listen to tons of wrestling podcasts. I've variated a bit now. If there's a Tuesday night draw out, that's the first wrestling Priority. podcast I'll be listening mm. to that week. And similarly with hardcore listing, I'll listen to it ahead of ahead of Rogan, ahead of the Fighter and the Kids, ahead of all these other things because I like the format. It's enjoyable. They're all they're bite sized enough to just yeah, yeah. enjoy and, and 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 move on from and that. So yeah, and you I like recommend to hear it. us digging each other out. Yeah, that's always amazing. good fun and and slagging me off constantly oh, we, when I'm not there. There's almost that. not an episode that's, that's that goes past where we don't. Yeah. yeah. It's nice that this Patreon thing started because I'm not. A, I don't sponsor you guys on Patreon because I've done enough for you. Yeah. Um, so I now get tweets of people telling me about shit you've said about me on podcasts <laughs> I can't even hear. So I can't even hear that, and I people, oh, they've been saying this. Oh, great, cool. We might have to that. make up a few nicknames for you. I think on Patreon. <laughs> um, so, bricks. who have we got coming up? Oh, gosh. We've got Rue Reynolds from Enter Shikari on yeah. Sunday. Monday, we've got uh, Charlotte Hathaway, solo yes. artist and um, former guitarist in Ash. Yeah. We've got next Friday, this Friday, next Friday, we are um, recording with Sam Duckworth of Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, who is yeah. doing top five lyrics. So yeah. that will Mate, be good. Yeah. And we've got, who else has agreed to do it? Um, Farris Horrors, Farris. From yeah. uh, The Indeed. Horrors. Yeah. We're going down to, we're going down, down, down. to Margate oh, yeah. to um, record with um, Gemma Kearney. Yeah, yeah. Former guest of yours. Fantastic. And then yeah, 28th of April, we've got our live show, which is always kind of like watching a car crash. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and you've got Alex, a, f- a, f- a fox at that one. And yeah. she was, was, was one of my favourite of your oh, guests because I learned so, so cool. much. She yeah, picked yeah. her top five yeah. weird sex toys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, my God, that was an education. Yeah, supposedly she's bringing a bag full of sex toys to, to that. But to use on shoot live on stage. She's, she was fun, wasn't she? Yeah. She was great. You know, she was really she, good. She, my word, can she make a pun? Yeah, yeah. there was right, yeah. puns galore, but yeah. not a bad one inside. No. She maybe one or two bad ones, but she, not many <laughs> bad ones inside. Like most of our sponsors, like most podcast sponsor at the moment is mm. Harry's Razors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she is um, a co-host on the Modern Man podcast right. yeah. with Ollie or Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got um, a smooth face. And mm-hmm. the other guy's got a beard. Yeah. So she got given the razor to try. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, what are you going to say about that? <laughs> it's brilliant. And she just went, he's got a smooth face, he's got a beard, but I used it to trim the foxhole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
which is just amazing. Yeah. And she did a little video yeah. and everything. It's fucking not. It wasn't graphic, <laughs> but it's it's just yeah. She's very yeah. That the was a great episode. Holes. I thought it was fantastic, but yeah, she was a lot of fun. So. Well, um, Pip, anyway, thank you so much, mate. Um, that was really... Oh, that was emotional. Mate, yeah, it was fucking emotional, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? We've never Maybe had one of them, have we? We've not, had, had a few jeans, haven't we, you had? I've had three miniatures, oh. some of your bottle, and then you whipped out this premium pink gin that someone tastes very that, different. Someone left that here on New Year's Eve. It's oh. like a, a pink gin. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I just said that. Oh, <laughs> right. I thought so you said a premium gin. A premium pink gin. Oh, right, okay. I've got a, a stutter. You probably just thought I was struggling with premium. <laughs> I mean, that's the end of podcast there, lads. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Squibbish Picks Discretion Pieces. There we go. That was part two. Um, and that was the end of that emotional roller coaster. And, 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 and was it not emotional? Are you not entertained? Um, yeah, that was a hell of an emotional one for us. Um, I, I mentioned at the beginning, I'd tell you the um, TV show that always makes me cry. I forgot to mention. I looked at my notes and it was in there. But um, it's Undercover Boss. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I'm not even joking at all. The Undercover Boss is this show where a boss puts on makeup and stuff and goes and works at his company and it's always so simple because i always find someone that's got a sob story and at the end he'll either dig people out who weren't doing their job right or whatever but there'll always be a bit where he sits down with the ones who've impressed him and essentially him or her sorry essentially they throw money at the problem they'll go i'm going to give you ten thousand pounds so that you can see your kid at the weekends more and stuff like that and it's it's so sh- sh- shallow because I said it's always just your life isn't great. I'm going to throw m- money at it, but it gets me every time because the emotion and the reaction is just beautiful. So yeah, I'm weak. I'm weak when it comes to under- undercover boss. I can't deny it. Next week's podcast is a hell of a podcast. There's two guests on at once. Um, it's Alan Hughes, who is the director of the new Netflix series, documentary series, um, The Defiant Ones, which is absolutely amazing. It's about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and what they've done in their careers, how their careers came together, synced up, and how they made each other literally billionaires. But it's an amazing story, genuinely amazing story. And Alan Hughes is the director. I loved his direction of it. He also directed Menace to Society, which is just classic. And then the other guest is Jimmy Iovine, um, who, let's do a quick list of who he he worked with in the first chunk of his career. Let's go with John Lennon, um, Patti Smith, Tom Petty, engineered Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Um, Let's go with, I'm not sure at what point, no, yeah, or U2. Then he started Interscope and he signed Dr. Dre. He signed Snoop Dogg. You know, he, he he started, he gave them the imprint of Death Row Records. Um, so he signed Tupac. He also signed Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson and No Doubt um, and Lady Gaga and just an endless array of people. And then he started Beats by Dre with Dr. Dre and then they sold it for $3.2 billion, um, a deal that was almost scuppered 
by Dr. Dre drunk on Tyrese's Facebook channel <laughs> announcing it in a video accidentally. So it's a hell of a podcast. You're going to want to tune in. Even before you tune in, I can't recommend the Defiant Ones highly enough. It's fantastic. So check that out. So that's next Wednesday. I'm trying to line up a little bonus podcast for Friday. I don't think it's going to happen. So there might be a bonus podcast the Friday after. But yeah, anyway, for now, this is what's going down. Um, I'll see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Bye-bye.